Listen, I got this under control. Well, we're started, so. Okay, we're back. Episode 75. Sorry, guys. We always have technical difficulties here, and uh, Matt's always running around trying to fix stuff. So we are back. We have our guest we talked about, which we've been dying to get on this. You're finally in Vegas, Miss Dana Lynn Bailey. I actually watched the podcast where Dana Lynn Bailey's a bully. Yeah. That was a great one. Should we talk about that for a moment? Because that was... Do you want to tell? Do you remember the story? Dana kicked my ass. Yeah. Like, how, I, when was that? A year ago. Last that was year at the American ago. Fitness yeah. Expo. Yeah. July last year. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. just didn't want to stop. So I trained with everyone. <laughs> I trained with <laughs> Phil and Ronnie. And and I have to say that Dana trains pretty hard still these days. Oh, yeah. No, look it at you being all like, she still trains pretty hard. Dude, she whooped your ass. Just tell the truth. I kept being like, hey, do you want to do something else? And you're like, no. Good. I'm yeah. like, we only did three sets. And you're like, yep, that's yeah. it. And I'm like, I think it was, are pretty, you sure? it was pretty early in the morning, <laughs> yeah. though, too, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Because we did it before Listen, the expo. How are you supposed to be fit at 50 if you can't? Train I was, like that it. was, I was going into fit at 49. Nine then, because yeah. I was just, I was 48. And I'm fit at 40. Hey, I just thought of something. Fit Jay it. is going to do the Masters Olympia. Why don't you do it too? Are you? No. I'm going. <laughs> He's just going. Oh, you're just so going. I forgot to add that to. I don't know if we don't because Dana Lynn Bailey is such a, a, it's such a huge name, and I knew you before. It was really crazy for you, but you're also the first Miss Physique Olympia. I was. I was the. What year was that? 2013 was the 13, first. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The and first then uh, I was also the first ever pro for the IFBB too. I won for the that first division or. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was the first pro. And how did you get the pro card? Junior USA's that's right, 2011. That's how, how many people were in your class? I have no idea. I don't remember. You know what's, you? It's weird because they used to, I don't know if they even do it now, but they had like height classes, almost like they had figure, mm-hmm. which would make sense because like I'm short and then you have someone that's like really tall, like they dwarf me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It's just like bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing all the same poses so they had height classes, but and the, there were like four or five. I, I won my class and I won the overall. So first ever. I, I remember the first time I noticed Dana. Like I was at one of Lieberman shows, and you were, <laughs> and you were, and you were like walking around, and I was like, "Damn, this girl's like really built." And I don't think you competed then. No, I, I looked, was fit. I was doing figure at that point. But yeah. you, but you weren't like a professional, were you? Probably not, no. And you were just like in crazy condition. I remember like watch, watching you walk around. I'm like, gosh, like I don't see girls that are like this. Now I understand why training around you. I mean, of course, we've been around each other for years, but like your consistency, would you say that's probably your dedication and consistency is unmatched? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think that's where people, like I've been training and very similar training, like 17 years, 18 years. Mm-hmm. Six to seven days a week. Like, there were years where, like, I didn't even take a rest day. And then when I was getting into competing, like, some of my workouts were, like, three hours long. Like, I just train. How <laughs> yeah. many How many workouts have you done in a day? This is the question I want oh. to ask. I was with her. Yeah. Long. How many in a day? Was that three. the most ever? Three. Uh, probably. That was a rough day. Yeah. It, it was awesome, though. And I... It <laughs> sure wasn't awesome. It sucked for me, and I just watched. <laughs> yeah. Trained uh, legs in the morning with Kristen Nunn. Mm-hmm. 
And then I went, trained shoulders with Hani at Alpha Land, and then came back at nighttime at like nine o'clock and trained legs again with Yurishna. <laughs> it was amazing. You, yes, you know what's crazy <laughs> is, you know, we talk about like, this is obviously content, right? Yeah. And, uh, but this wasn't for content. Like, you actually trained. Oh, which yeah. Is the crazy and like, thing. I, we were doing full workouts so like i didn't like cut any like well i'm training again so i'm gonna cut this short no i did three full I hope workouts you ate during that day i mean i think i did you did you don't eat a t- you don't really eat a ton not though. anymore no i eat like maybe twice a day today i had one meal and i feel great did you what was the most you would eat in your peak uh i used to eat like six or seven meals a day that's, that's what I'm back to right now. Uh, He's trying to get so huge much. one more time. Yeah. So we're, we're to doing go this. go to the Masters. No, now well, I know. I'm going there, <laughs> and I may take my shirt off on stage. I'm actually announcing it right now. Oh, so. shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So Romanian. They should have brought you to the Masters. I'm taking my shirt yeah. off every week leading up to this because I'm doing like a whole vlog on snapchat try to get me to take my shirt off yeah, all right. well he uh-huh. he was supposed to do this whole thing but he quit already but uh, <laughs> well, you, you yeah. like how he <laughs> says that well it's kind of a problem when you can't lift your shoulder up <laughs> i mean i'm still doing cardio every morning i'm yeah. still eating clean and we trained train. back today yeah we trained today he talks the whole time as he's well, <laughs> yeah. I know, his phone calls <laughs> just, and whatever you know hey i didn't take any <laughs> phone calls when i trained with dana yeah. only with you so yeah. serious you know? <laughs> yeah. i trained was, her training serious yeah well, listen, you're in Vegas. We appreciate you coming over and, and hanging out with us for a bit. And uh, we want to kind of go back and talk a little bit about the history because I know a lot of people know your name and they might not know, like, the deep story of what what made you into who you are today. And I know that, like, I've watched you at these expos and events and, like, the fan responses, like, people crying. And, you know, you're so sincere to your people. And I know you appreciate, like, your fan base, which seems to continue to grow. So you've been wildly successful off stages we i think i don't even look at the stage as part of your career like we we all have the profession and you look at all this right it's i was mr olympia but i think we both kind of transition now to a different lifestyle and i know you have a lot of brands and i want you to talk about that too but i want to kind of go back to the beginning of you know what kind of what your upbringing was like and you know i kind of know the history so i want to let you kind of tell you know what what you might not have put out there often. Yeah. So, um, I mean, super normal family, but I mean, starting at age five, I was on the swim team, like as a five-year-old going to practice and like getting into cold water. I was a six sport athlete, uh, soccer, basketball, field hockey, swimming, track, soft or soccer, one of those, but there were six in there. (laughs) I don't know. You get messed up, but been an athlete my whole life competing um there were like a lot of sports that I was like I I played soccer year-round I played basketball year-round so I always was like involved in two sports at one time so I would go I would go to school and then you go to like your school sport after and then I usually was on like a traveling team and I would go we'd eat and then I would go to another practice at night so that's why like you know training's not that bad for me I've just always done it Um, but back then, like even being an athlete, I think like, obviously I was in shape. I I didn't have like any looking back. I was like, I was just a normal person, but I dealt with a lot of like body dysmorphia, a lot of insecurities. There are obviously parts of me that I was very insecure about very much, obviously my chest 
hated my legs. There were like years of my life I didn't wear shorts. Why? What was wrong with your legs? Because they were, I played soccer. So I had, so had big, thicker legs. I had big legs. And like back then, it's like everyone was like tiny, skinny. Like you all, I just remember just wanting these like little stick legs and I just didn't have them. Mm-hmm. I was athletically built. So I just remember like hating my body and then. Obviously, your chest is like this big thing. It's like if you don't have boobs or your boobs are too, like there's never the perfect size and very uncomfortable in that whole aspect. So dealt with that my whole life. And a lot of times you don't think of like when you think of like an athlete, you think like confident and um, like cool, popular. Like I, I did a lot of things back then to just fit in. I wanted to fit in really, really bad. And it's not that I didn't fit in. I had a crowd, but like I, like I didn't have all the cool clothes. And I, like I did a lot of things that, like you know, I'm not not proud of. Like getting into like drugs to be cooler, and like going to parties and sneaking out. Like I did a lot of weird stuff to be cool and fit in. I think a lot of people deal with. And that, I, th- I think so. And and it's weird to see. I've I've completely flip flop that like 180. Mm-hmm. So. I did well, like, obviously did well in school, did well in sports, went on, played uh, soccer for Westchester University. So that's actually where I met Rob. This is in Pennsylvania? Yep, Pennsylvania. Um, He played football. I played soccer. So I actually met him literally the first day of preseason. So they they bring the athletes in, uh, like, two weeks beforehand for preseason. You're practicing every day. And they put a, you put you all in one dorm, like all the guys, this is your first time in college, you are all together. And then he didn't look like everybody. I was like, who's that guy? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I can tell you exactly what he was wearing to a tee, like piercings in his face. <laughs> and he had this like flame shirt on, like cut shorts and Timberland boots. Meanwhile, like all the other football players, you're wearing like mesh shorts, like comfy clothes. So very drawn to him. I was like, oh, who's that guy? So we became friends later on, like dated. And like through that time, like obviously once you get out of the high school drama and that thing, like I felt a little bit better, but I was still like, you know, still not happy with what I looked like. Like confident confident on a field, but then like not really confident in like daily life. Like it was hard like getting dressed and like buying clothes because you're just like, I don't know how to wear this. And like just always wanting something that I didn't have. Um, and then, so after um, college soccer was over, Rob and I were dating at the time and he worked at a restaurant. So he worked very long hours. He'd have a prep, sh- prep shift in the morning. And then from two to four, he would go to the gym and then he would go back for night shift. And um from two to four he's like if you want to like I didn't see him I'd have to wait for him to get off work which would be like midnight yeah he was on the he was a chef at like a very nice restaurant so he's like well if you want to see me two to four I'm going to the gym (laughs) so I started going to the gym and like he was like this I this is my only time to get there we can Mm -hmm. hang out whatever we'll we can train together and this is like you know 2000 and four or five like back then girls weren't training in the gym and uh I actually the coolest part was we 
it, it was called Fitness Extreme. It was actually owned by Brian Chamberlain. Do you yeah, remember? I remember yeah. Brian Chamberlain. He was Bri- a good bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah, Brian Chamberlain's gym. And it was a sick gym. Like, And everyone that trained there just looked like crazy <laughs> bodybuilders. Like, it was cool. But not a lot of girls there. But I was also a jock, so that wasn't really, like, I hung out with guys most of the time anyway. Like, even in high school, I ran with, like, dudes. So it wasn't really, like, a weird thing to just be surrounded mostly by guys mm-hmm. um so I was comfortable there and um started doing that and uh I got into competing at some point never even went to a show like knew him he competed his girlfriend at the time was like a figure girl and um there were two girls at the gym that were just con- they were getting ready for a show and I was like what is this like they're carrying gallons of water they always have their food and they're doing like cardio for three hours a day, like, but always complaining. I was like, I look better than them. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up for this too, whatever this thing is. <laughs> so I bought all the, like the weird suits. Cause back then you had the, the one piece and the two the piece. Two piece yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. They were, I don't even remember. You don't remember that? Oh, you yeah. remember, remember when they bring the girls out and they'd have them do the one piece the and they'd one, have them do two piece? It was so weird. No, I don't, I, yeah. For some reason I don't even remember that. Yeah. yeah the, they had two the, rounds. Two rounds. So do you come, remember what the first thing was? You remember with the actual event? Uh, it was the, it Le- was in when? Lehigh Le- Valley, I guess. Lehigh Valley. Yeah. It was yeah. Lehigh Valley, It was Craig, it was Craig, Craig <laughs> Johnson show. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Craig Johnson used to bring me out the guest pose out there. Yeah, that's the one I did. I got sixth place. <laughs> and and uh, yeah. What year was that? Like 2006. I might have been guest you posing probably, there. <laughs> you like probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I somebody I did, but like. I think I was. <laughs> I never even went to a bodybuilding show. So the first bodybuilding show I ever went to I was in it, and I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like crying. I was like, oh, my God, what did I sign up for? I don't know what I'm doing. And I, I knew the, I knew that you had, like, your four turns, but they came out, and they lined us up. They're like, okay, you're going to do your model turns. I was like, what the heck is that? Luckily, there was a very nice girl that showed. She was like, you just do this hand-on-hip thing. I was like, okay, did that, and got off stage, and it, like, nerve-wracking, got through it, but I – because I think I come from such a competitive background, I was like, oh, now this gives me a reason to be going to the gym. Now I'm preparing for something because I love, you know, practices. Like we're like, a, like I loved going to practice. I loved preparing for the event. And um, so now it like gave the gym like this whole new reason of why I'm there and what I'm doing. So like, I would just sign up for show, be like, Oh, there's a show in three weeks. I'll just sign up for it. Cause again, yeah, I just always kind of stayed in shape. I know, but it's still crazy. Cause you're still in like super good condition. You just said like, I'm sitting here telling people on uh, all my social media, like you have to eat X amount of meals a day and to have a physique and look at you when you're sitting here saying I eat twice a day, yeah, once a yeah. day. Your shoulders and are strided. So, so, <laughs> so back then, what? How many meals were you actually? I mean, eating I out? I had no idea. I'm for the first show. I think Rob did some design work for Brian for the gym in. For in because we didn't have money back then. We so he was doing broke. graphics then. He was doing graphic design okay. work for Brian, and Brian like wrote me a diet, <laughs> and I don't even know if it switched. I think I did just followed the same thing for like. But weeks. you probably trained so hard. Yeah, I was. That you I was were just, lean anyway, right? I was and that's just training the, like Rob. That's the main thing about you know doing contests is like you have to you know come in great condition, right? And it seems like you. I've never seen you out of shape ever. No. 
And I, I remember when I first got into training, like I, I was eating, I was still in college. So I was eating like ramen noodles and like training. <laughs> and I was seeing like results because you're going from someone that doesn't, hasn't trained. And then you start training, like you're going to see results. Then when I started eating actual like chicken and stuff, I was like, oh, okay. Like I, I like it made a difference. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think part, like, I think a lot of people don't realize it's like, I'm, I've already have like this athletic background and I don't even think my genetics are that crazy. Like, I think I do probably build <laughs> muscle a little bit better than like, they're crazy. Egg. Just, you can say it. Oh, you train I, hard too. And I, know. and I train hard. Like when, when I just followed, like we would go as heavy as possible and everything. Like I was every, every week we were like trying to max bench. <laughs> like what other girl was doing that? Like none. <laughs> I think I remember those old videos years ago and you'd have like 225 in there. Oh yeah. It was like every week you were doing 225. Oh, trying. Yeah. I would be pressing hundred pound dumbbells, like <laughs> anything, like whatever. I just, I, I felt, and that was another thing that got me to like the gym is like, it, it was like almost like a, a competition with myself. Like how many pull-ups a day, like how many pull-ups can I do? Cause when I first started, I could, I could do one. And then I'm, I'm every week, I, it was something I wanted to work on. So every week I would start with pull-ups and like in a, in like a month or two, I was up to like 10 pull-ups. So it was like this competition with myself. Then I got into competing with figure and I was like, oh, this is great. Now, now this gives this all such a reason. Um, and I, the gym, and this is like my main goal now. And like why I'm still doing this is like the gym changed my life. So coming from a, a, a girl, an athletic girl that like, you know, very insecure, uncomfortable in her own skin. The gym, it, I started getting muscles and I, I liked it. It was the first time in my life that I was like, wow, I actually like what's happening like this is really cool like I like these shoulders I like having abs like my leg I started to like like my legs and it was the first time like not only was I appreciating my body for what it looked like but I was also appreciating my body for what it was capable of doing which was really cool so now that I I am liking my body then I throw myself in the fitness world I throw myself in like social media where it's doing YouTube and what at Facebook and all that um no one else in the world liked what I was doing. So that was like weird. What do you mean? I, I don't understand. So the, like, fe the feedback you got was a little very, negative. Oh, not little back then. Cause again, this is like 2007, like girls having muscle was not yeah, normal. I mean, you were so impressive. That was the thing. And you know, at this time, the division is. But you're not an average person. Cause you like, you, I, you like muscle. Someone that, maybe doesn't even really train like all these joes from whoever like they probably don't even work out so they don't have muscle now this girl has muscle that's disgusting no it's intimidating for it, some oh too. yeah you know what it was i think that when i so let's say when i did see you and i think this was like almost like closer to like oh eight nine somewhere around there like I didn't see you fitting in any division. Oh no, I didn't. So that's <laughs> that's what I, that's where I was impressed. Like she had deep abs and whatever, yeah. and she was like, you know, you had fitness and you had figure at the time, but bikini. figure bikini, no, bikini wasn't seven. there. Yeah, yeah bikini was no, like so, even right, later. Yeah. So when I saw her, I'm like, she's like a like kind of a cross, like, but not. I, I think she'd be a little too too muscular, but it looked good still. Yeah. Like I thought it was very balanced. 
but it wasn't what the, those divisions make. But I, if when figure but started, it wasn't <laughs> figure. Yeah, figure wasn't like oh, they were it, like it is now. Yeah, they're but, massive now. Oh, it's I mean figure now, and like, we always talk. I always talk about it. it's just the I natural. I don't know if it's evidence. massive, but it's like proportions are just crazy. Oh, right? some of those I mean, girls are. Big. I used to get. Marked, <laughs> I, I hate to say massive because yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to get marked down for having abs. Like I used to go on stage and my shoulders would be stretched. So I used to like try to go up there and not flex my shoulders. Cause I thought like, I thought like, yeah. okay, I want to do something with this. I kind of want to win or do like, I just don't want to keep losing. <laughs> like this is sucks. Um, but then I realized it's like every single time you like go and get the feedback and they're like, Oh, you're too big. You're too hard. You're too this. I would literally have to stop like training the way I was training to fit in. Plus like you should get implants. You should grow your hair out and all this. And I, I understand. And I don't think it's like I'm asking for that. Like I'm asking for that feedback. And I think a lot of people can take that and they're like, that's up. It's like uh, you're getting into a sport that you're it's basically uh, a beauty pageant mm -hmm. with muscles. So they're going to judge you and tell you things. And it's it's hard feedback to hear. But I understand that. And it's not the bodybuilding world like that's that's what they're there to do mm -hmm. to judge. And uh, I think I realized it's like, but I, I like the way I look. I don't want to look like everyone else. And at that point in time, I think we had just started like Flagner Fail. So we were really trying to get into YouTube. Like we were kind of first on the YouTube scene. I remember, yeah. Yeah, like Rob did all the videos. Um, we just trained together and it was almost like, weird music videos we would just find like yeah like, it was just music videos but we would be training and then we would like show some like we'd go out to eat and like almost like vloggy style like before vlogs were even a thing we were kind of already doing that and um i started to get a lot of like like popularity like uh, as much as there was positive there was equal negative and it was hard to deal with because, you know, I have this history of insecurities. Then I, I came up and I, I liked the way I look. But now I'm throwing myself into the social world and all these people are coming after me. I'm, and then uh, even competing wise, you're, you're being told you don't look right. You're wrong. You don't fit. You need this. You need to change that. And then I have the Internet people. You look like a man. You're ugly. You're gross. So it's a lot to deal with, especially as like a female to like have one men and even women i think the hardest part was hearing it from other women uh like men like i understand you don't understand a feeling like but you're a woman like you under that's why there's so many brawl sizes because no one's shaped the same you should know like i'm an athlete mm -hmm. i have very low body fat i'm not gonna have these huge cans on me like it's just not <laughs> it's not gonna happen like sorry and you should know that and um it, it, I think it was the hardest to get it from other like women because it's like, man, you should be like supporting me <laughs> like, but you're not. And that, that felt weird. Um, so there was a lot of like, you know, questioning myself. Like I now I'm back to like middle school me where it's like, Ooh, do I, I don't fit in. I do. look Do I look weird? And um, luckily, I had a fantastic husband. Um, I was just going to ask you, um, you know, so it seems like like you're falling back, like you had this great yeah, positive it was like, vibe. And, you <laughs> and know, but you're, back down. <laughs> you're a very positive person, right? You're always smiling and like you're just you're just so friendly all the time. So kind of did you guys ever have like sit at home and like even when the judges were denying you thinking, OK, you know, we don't want this physique and you're like, well, I want to be me. 
did you and Rob ever sit and have these oh, yeah. conversations and be like, okay, what do we need to do if if this isn't if this the, is actually the, the, what not you the way do. you're going to yeah. go, right? So, like, tell me a little bit about like some maybe something that. Like, were you just like, you know what, this, did you, he kind of guide and say, hey, I Dana, would, this is I would what we're going to do? I think. Because he's a very, I, I see Rob as like a very, very talented. He's yeah, very powerful with his words. Yes, too. he is. Um, but he and, has a very creative and artistic mind. Yes. I feel like. And I, I he saw something, that, that's the thing. It's like, I didn't see that. He saw something in me. And was like, no, you're you're like special. You, mm-hmm. There's something there. Yeah. He saw that before I saw that, and then he coached me into me finally believing that. And I think that's all part of it. So I had <laughs> like we've had like so many conversations. Like, one, I remember sitting down, and he was like, "What? Are, like, what do you want to do?" And we literally, he had his goals, and at that point in time, like you had to compete to like get sponsorships and all that. So like I wanted to be a sponsored athlete. So I had to, I was competing. I remember, I think I even wrote like one day, get, get to the Olympia. It was, I never even wrote down, win it. It was just get to the Olympia. I wanted to get there. Um, I wanted to be on the covers of magazines. I, I wanted to be the, like the fitness model life and I had to get there by competing. And, um, I realized it's like, cool, I'm not, I'm dead last, man, last, last call outs. And I think we, we finally realized like through the YouTube, it's like, or even as an amateur athlete, I would get off stage and you saw, like I was working with the, a company at the time. That's why we had a booth there. I would get off stage, be dead last and like a line would form. It's like, <laughs> what, what, what's happening? What is this? What's happening? And like, don't you want to go with the girl that got first place? But it was like, they were, they knew, they, I, I didn't look this, I didn't look like everyone else. I was very unique looking. So like you see the lineup, everyone looks pretty much the same, long hair, big boobs and a lot smaller. And then there's like this jacked, (laughs) flat chested Jack girl with short hair. It's like, yeah. Crazy midsection. With (laughs) crazy midsection. Really deep abs and striated shoulders. (laughs) So I looked different. So when I would hop off stage, people were like, how did you not win? I was like, I don't know. I like, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm just kind of doing it. At that point in time, I was like, cool, I'm just doing it to keep doing it. And um, we've had, I mean, we've had discussions. Like if, if this is the route, like it's crazy that I was being told pretty much this is the pathway. If you want to follow, you'll get there. You'll be first place and get to the Olympia. And, um, I just didn't want to change the way I trained because I liked it. I didn't want boobs because I was like, how do you bench then? So I, look, yeah. you know, like, I don't. It's spoken like a total It's so true because, no, I am such because a I know, meathead. Yeah, like women <laughs> are like, oh, I don't train chest. No, they don't train chest. And uh, chest day was my favorite day. It would literally. Chest I, day every day. It, yeah. it was like my favorite because I loved benching. I, it did something for me just like. Getting under like a bench is very like it does something. I still miss it. Ask her how much. So, what's your max bench press? I have to ask this. Well, two twenty six because it was in killing. Yeah, two twenty six, and that's <laughs> in a competition. So one time. Yeah, one rep max two twenty five at like one thirty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you can't even do that right now. How do you <laughs> feel, Tyler, over there? Tyler yeah. feels really he's, bad. He's, like, he's, he's on two twenty five for four right now. Four. How many? Okay, so I won't judge you. It's fine. 
I'm, I'm slightly judging you. <laughs> you just, see, you know what, Tyler? This is called the Dale and Bailey soft bully. <laughs> Put on a t-shirt, you soft know, bully. I, uh, I'm a really nice bully. And I trained chest with her when we did it last year. Right? It was chest, right? Yeah, yeah we trained right. chest. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. was like, you were like picking up dumbbells, and I would just pick up the same ones uh, after them. <laughs> That is so awesome. That oh, needs to be that. I was like, oh, needs- you're done with them? I'll take them. <laughs> you're getting bullied right now. I love it. <laughs> Bully. But I do it in you such hear a this? friendly way. Dude, we're, going, we're, we're doing a second training session tonight after this. No problem. <laughs> you know what? She's still going to embarrass No, I, I'm saying to him. I'm not bringing her. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, she's yeah. coming with. Well, I will find you and come. So when when you were, when you're talking about um, just your insecurities and whatnot, and I remember we were talking earlier about a video that went up where at what point in life did you just say, I don't care what anyone's saying. I don't care. And I'm going to flip it and just do me where you're not going to think about this anymore. I don't know if there was ever like, it's weird. There was just like a shift at one point. And I think Rob said something the one time, because, you know, I'm on the internet. I'm trying to do this thing. And, um, you know, getting so much negative, like it, it was, it was weird. Cause again, this is like a div- I don't get the negative like I used to. And, um, he's like, you don't understand like how powerful you are. And, um, I was like, what do you mean? He was like, that's a, that's a fucking superhero power that you have. Like if you have the ability to change someone's like emotional state just by me posting a picture. Cause this is like before Instagram had videos or anything, just a picture of me. I can literally make someone stop what they're doing, get some sort of emotion in them. And then they need to tell me about their emotion. That's power. And I I was like, you know what? That's, that's right. And that it's one thing that I, I kind of teach that because I get that question a lot because some people don't know how to handle it. And I, I tell them about like, it's a powerful thing that if you can, without doing anything, not saying anything, just a photo of me can change someone's emotional state. As if, if you respond, you take that power that is now on your hands. Like I own that person. I just owned you for that. However long it took you, you're even probably, you probably even left my page and still thinking about how much you hate me. That's a power. But when I comment back, I just put the power back in their hands. So as long as you don't say anything back and like over the years, it's like I started to develop like a really thick skin. Like after you're told something over and over and over, it stops that, that, that heat heat that comes with it just gets less and less and less. Like you can literally tell, (laughs) tell me anything. And it sort of just like bounces off of me, like really, really thick skin and that, yeah, and, and it's, it's something I tell people. It's like, I feel like the most confident person in the world now. I've made things that were the most, th- the things that I was most insecure about, which were my legs and my chest. Those are now the things that I'm like most proud of because I was able to do something that everyone else was doing. Like, and in fitness, you know, it's like, like for some reason in fitness, like boobs are like a necessity for some reason. And uh, I was able to do things that, one, people didn't think I was going to do. I'm like, no, you'll never get to the Olympia and you don't look right. Like, they literally created a division for me. 
I, I did it this opposite way. I didn't follow anything. I didn't do the things they told me to de- do. I didn't follow the direct pathway that was shining with this bright light, like do all these things. And I was like, but I don't want to. And I just went this way and I still ended up on top. And that's really freaking cool. And like, and made all those. And like, I think about, I think about like, um, what is it? The butterfly effect. One simple decision that I like as simple as like me getting breast implants. If I did that, what would the trajectory of my life have been? You know, like just that simple decision not to do that. I've, and most people, they, they appreciate, like I've had so many women that like really, really appreciate that. They're like, I love that you are totally comfortable like that. Because it, I'm in a sport where this is not normal. It can make them feel comfortable and in their it own may, skin. And they're like, I, and most of the time they have their boobs done. They're like, <laughs> I didn't want them. And I did it because I was told I was going to do better and this and that. And it's like, and you didn't, and you still won. <laughs> and, and I think that's the thing. And, and I make people, it's like, I, I made something I was so insecure about the most, I'm probably the proudest because I conquered myself. I conquered myself. I conquered all the things, like all the, the, the pathways. I didn't do them. I didn't just, do them. Just hearing her talk about that, we talk about trajectories a lot. Just like, like, like one little decision. Like if you look at Jay's career in 01, he arguably should have won. Mm-hmm. What would have happened if he did win? Yeah. What would have happened if Ronnie would have got pissed and came back the next year and beat him and then he felt a certain way and then the Jay Cutler was legend didn't happened, grow. Yeah. It yeah. might have stopped right there and then Ronnie might have won too and then Kevin, he might have fell back. Like it could have changed your whole direct trajectory. Just yeah. one little one, one little thing. just like and cuz like as a as a competitor, you want you you're wanting to do like what if I stopped training the way I trained and I and then I, I became a pro figure. I, I wouldn't have been the first physique winner. Just by not following, I, I followed what I wanted. And I, I just think uh, it's just such a weird decision to even think like, just not getting boob implants. Can, like, can I ask you an honest question? Yeah. Was there any time where you were like, maybe I should do it? Oh, we had, we, I, I, we sat down and I was like, cause I wanted to do this thing and I wasn't doing well. And I thought, like, cool, like, I'm not going to get sponsored. Like, uh, none of this is going to be happening. Like, I won't be there unless I do well in this sport. It's like, so I sat down. I was like, do I get them, like, so that I actually do well? And um, and we, what did Rob say? He's like, yeah, he just asked me. A similar, he's like, do you want them? I was like, well, not really. Cause, again, because I went back to, mm-hmm. like, how am I going to bench? <laughs> so, <laughs> luckily, I just sort of liked so was more. there a point where you just like this never came up again and, and then and i think forward? that was yeah we just sort of moved forward with it he's like you're perfect the way you are you're getting attention that no one else is getting by being you so there's something there and he's like i don't he's like i'm a butt guy anyway you got a butt <laughs> <laughs> he was like but having that just positive like just that simple words like you are perfect the way you are and the, then i that's when I like started to believe it. And then it's like, why, I, why does it matter? Like, I'm not, this is my husband. Like, why does it matter if this dude thinks I'm hot? It doesn't. Yeah. It really, or this late, whoever. It's like, I don't need to impress someone. Because as soon as you start making a decision based on somebody else, else's opinion, 
You've lost yourself. I know, but that's so that shows your maturity levels from the time when you were in college trying to fit in and you were going to the parties and doing the things, right? And now you, I have you're making mature decisions. Yeah. It's life decisions, right? Um, and at the time, financially, like you're not well off at this point, no. right? And I mean, that's, that's a, why you're saying, you're saying, <laughs> hey, I'm spending money on this. I'm not really getting a return. What is the avenue that we take? You, now you guys are doing social media. You're like the first to YouTube and... To be honest, I mean, that's where I, if I was to look at your career and I know we talk about, you know, being successful on stage and winning the first Olympia and all that, but I look at you as like kind of a social media pioneer, like to really Hybrid. show, sh show your life on what you did, right? Mm -hmm. Like kind of showing, and I think that I know your lifestyle now and I know we'll talk a little bit about it, but it's like you wake up every day and you do exactly what the hell you want to do yeah. and i think <laughs> so that's, that's freedom I, and then that's it is freedom. freedom it is you're freedom. in you're in a place that people view as the most freedom living in montana i know you, i know you guys you know i went out to your gym and i want to talk about that too because you guys had your own gym and i saw your following there and you guys were doing great things for military and all these things so you know at this time you're not financially in the position you you yourself and rob and you're, you know, you're looking for deals at the time. So kind of tell us, like, what was the decision? Like, how did you move forward with all that? You know, where where did you land first that gave you opportunity? Well, I, I actually, I, I actually remember. Was Rob it, still it, cooking at this time? No, or? no. We had, I don't know, we might have even started Flagner Phil at that point in time, which is why we were doing the YouTube to, like, obviously – make me more visible because uh, we were both the face. So mm -hmm. it's like, let's build you up to build our brand up, which was a great move. And you had this name. You came up with this name. Kind of tell us a little bit about this. Whose idea was it really? Rob, he's the idea. I am not the idea person. <laughs> he's. And did he just have this revelation one night on like, this is what I want to call it? Or did he throw it out there? And I know you guys... Like, you guys are kind of hip, right? You guys are dressing different. And, yeah, we're you know, hip. you mentioned that he's, <laughs> yeah. you know, he has the earrings. And, like, Rob always, when you he's said he has the Timberlands, yeah. like, I still see him wearing red. the boots all the he's time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were red Timberland yeah. boots. And I was like, So you come up you? with this concept. Yep. Flagner fail. So we actually had a, a clothing line before that because we were in, like, car scenes and stuff. So we, we actually had, it was what called car scenes. Uh, we, we go to car events okay, and we would print shirts for our friends and stuff. Um, it was called broken text <laughs> and, uh, the don't name the don't name name ran up. And again, we were broke at the time. So we like emailed the person. We're like, Hey, that, can we buy that from you? And they wanted probably, I, I think they wanted like 500 bucks. And it was like, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We can't, never mind. It was probably maybe even less than that. We're like, ah, whatever. Um, but yeah, he, he's always, he's just creative. He's always been a creative. He's the idea guy. I'm more of like the executor. You give me a task, I will execute. I don't come up with these crazy <laughs> things. That's all him. So the name was him. Uh, so flag, Flagner Fail, it's a, stands like for a white flag. And then Nor makes it not wasn't there a famous military guy that said winston winston churchill yeah, yeah. yeah it's like part of like a quote like we will yeah. go to the yeah we shall not flag we'll nor fail yes. we shall you'll yeah. never give up yeah, yeah. so it's a, a no surrender no failure which at that point in time it was like yeah it all of our if you look at all of our t-shirts it's just little words that we kind of say to ourselves. it's like just to 
to like keep moving forward. So that's, we wanted something that one was like, no one really, it's a, it's, it's a good question piece because people are like, what the heck is Flagner fail? Like, what does that mean? And then you get to talk about it. And so that was a great way. He, and again, he knows all this stuff. Like he's great with branding. He's a, uh, just everything. Very, visionary. He is. He is. He is a visionary. Um, so yeah, it started then and just realized like, okay, so we need to like build it. We didn't have money. So like we one just, t-shirt you probably started with, right? Oh, and we pre-sailed too. So we oh, didn't even yeah. have like, <laughs> yeah. So if you bought our first shirts, we didn't even have product because we didn't have money to buy it. So we would buy one shirt, print it, put it up for sale. Hopefully it would sell. We would get enough money to, and then we would go buy shirts <laughs> and then we would quick print I, I, them. Those people cool. that have the original It took like three weeks to get to you. No, I, no, I, I was going to say, imagine whoever has the original pe one. People have my so original cool. shirts. I did like a line drawing and it said a cut above Jay Cutler and it was like a, like a line picture and people still come to me and, and like, I'm like, that is my first t-shirt I sold for $20. And through my mail order before the internet existed. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. And you had the internet at this point, right? Uh, yeah. So at this point, the internet was, it was just No so Instagram different. yet. No Instagram, just like so, Facebook. So for you, back to, on the competition side, so what year did Women's Physique come out and how did you hear about it? So I actually remember, so I was doing nationals figure, like, because I would, I would do okay at a local level show, like, because, you know, it's just local. As soon as I get the nationals, it would be like dead last. So I, would, I was doing nationals like 2010. And it, I even went into it like, hey, this is like getting expensive. This is just going to be my last one. Like maybe we just take a break for a little. Maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for this. And after that show, that's when like there was just words. Like I heard of this new division they were creating. And everything they talked about, they were like, yeah, it's, it's a figure girl with a little more muscle, a little more condition. I was like, wait, that's me. That's me. That's, that's all the things they tell me. So I was like, cool, I'm back in it. Like, this is my chance. I'm what back I, in the game, I'm coach. I'm back in the game, coach. And I was like, it's literally everything they told me all these years. So I was like, whatever the first show is, we're going to it. Wherever it's at, it happened to be Junior USA's in, what is it, South Carolina? South Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. Charleston. Yeah, we drove down there, had zero money. Uh, funny story. So we, we took, Drew was living with us at a time, and he had another job. This was, like, before he, like, came on with us. We stole his, like, work minivan. We drove down. They lived off of, like, probably, like, Skittles and energy drinks because we didn't have, like, a lot of money at the time. I had, like... Uh, to cold tilapia like I was doing my own diet and like I had no idea so I was like trying to basically kill myself eating just cold gelatinous tilapia oh. like, uh, was, I have not oh. eaten an ounce of tilapia since then that was my last 2011 was the last year I ate tilapia because because of that trip because we drove down I had it on ice like I was eating it out of the bag and I remember we got like halfway and we just needed to sleep for like four hours. So we got to this hotel and we didn't have money at like, it was probably like a hundred dollar rooms. We're like, Hey, so we talked to front desk guy. We're like, first of all, it's two dudes and a girl. And they're like, we just need the room for like just a couple hours. Like, is there any way you could like cut us a break? They're like, Oh, you just need it for a couple hours. Oh no. They're like, no, we're, we just need sleep. They're like, Oh, sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but really so we literally they actually cut us cut it in half because we're like we promise we'll check out like we just need to sleep for a little bit 
and I think we got it for like 40 or 50 bucks or something. <laughs> and we did just sleep and like got on our road. And yeah, so he he's like, yeah, sure, sure. You're just, it was a sketchy <laughs> little hotel too. I'm sure they hear <laughs> that every week. You know what's funny you is know? you say this tilapia <laughs> with the gel it lid. Oh, because God. when you cook oh. it oh. and you put it in a Tupperware and it's hot and then it like, it has like fluid that leaks oh, out of it. The, like and then the, it gets cold. Uh, or in it's it. like jelly. I'm, like oh, it's, I'm just right thinking now. this. So you guys that are listening or oh. are watching this, you know exactly if you died it for a contest, it is. I'm the dry worst heaving ever. right now. Yes. Like I'm thinking about it and just like, <laughs> oh my god, horrible. I think a tilapia meal coming up would be a great like no. reminder to never do it again. I had four pounds a day when I was training. I had no, and and you know like we didn't have money, so I was buying like the shitty frozen ones, like just oh. where it comes in like a whole. They got bag. freezer burn on it. Oh my god, they were terrible. <laughs> yeah, but ended up went got down to the show and uh, won it, and I was like. Oh shit! Had you ever have you had you won a show ever before then? I mean, like the local level shows. Yeah. But once you got to nationals, no, dead last. So you went. Now you're like pro. I was like, I was the first pro ever in history. I was like, now, now it's like okay, all those things I wrote down, I can make them happen. But it was weird. I won, and I was like, cool. Sponsorships are gonna come in. It's gonna be great. Not one no one no. we and rob i remember going to like shows and expos and like rob would like email people like hey dale and bailey like she just won this she's the first pro like would it would you want to sign it like we're looking for a sponsorship and they're like nope don't want her don't want her no one wanted i mean i even went to the olympia i i was with mhp at that time mhp was the first company that finally picked me up i was like fine please take me <laughs> like i thought this was it uh, and, uh, yeah, even after the Olympia, I remember, um, I was like, I won, I won the first Olympia. I was like, okay, this is where the big deals come in. They're going to be my phones. I was like, well, I'll just let my phone ring, ring. I just waiting for, you know, who wants to take a photo? Like now I'm going to get these magazines. Nope. So Rob like went like, cause we had a lot of friends, like, cause we were, pretty well known like we were knowing people like flex knew us at that time like people were trying like to like help us out and get us in like andy Heyman actually was the first person like this was a long time ago um that tried he like tried to get me with diamatize and like just no one wanted me and he was like no like you he used to have like he would try to fight for me they're like no she has something like he knew something like i was gonna be something before all of fitness and he was like no just, I'm going to try to keep helping you. But after the Olympia, I didn't even get a, I didn't even get a photo shoot. Not, not a, not even a photo shoot. And, uh, I remember Rob calling up like, uh, like the magazines and stuff like, Hey, Dana just won the Olympia. Like, do you want, like, should we like wait around? Like, do you want to shoot with her? And they're like, no, sorry. Y'all booked up. Cause they were shooting like all the bikini girls and stuff. Cause this is like, they still didn't know. Like supplement companies still didn't know what to do with me. That was me. 13, right? 13. Yeah. I mean, even my own supplement company, like, didn't know what to do. Like, they always wanted to portray me as, like, this other person. It's like, that's not who I am. And, like, I used to show up at expos wearing, like, UFO pants and because they would be like, here's your outfit. And I'm like, nope, not wearing that. I'm not, <laughs> not wearing it. I'm going to, I'll wear whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, the first year of men's physique, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so I remember, I remember being at the expo when she won. And I just remembered seeing the sea of people around. It was crazy. And it was all because of you. It was, it was crazy. 
and I didn't even know any one other girl competing in the division. I just knew you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, it was crazy. So yeah, I thought all these doors were going to open up. And the first person to put me on a magazine was Mark Bell, which is power magazine. It's a, it's not even a bodybuilding magazine. He, I remember him coming to me. He was like, how are you not on the magazine? I was like, I don't know. We tried. No one wants, no one wants anything to do with me. They still didn't understand. They're like, okay, you don't have boobs. You have muscles. Uh, uh, it's scary. Like they didn't know what to do with me. So Mark's like, I'm going to put you on the magazine. You're, you'll be on the cover of power magazine. Got on the cover of power magazine. And then I think, and it probably sold really well. And then I think other companies are like, oh, no, wait. It took like another year for like f- the fitness industry to, to realize it. To realize, oh, this is, yeah, it, they were just slow. And uh, so, yeah, Mark Bell, thank you. He's, again, he was just like, I don't understand like <coughs> why you're not on these, like, you should be having all the deals. Like, you, I had like millions of followers. Like, they, but, Companies were just stuck in their old ways of like what a girl in fitness should look like and what yeah, and I I just refused to change, and then they then they caught on, and then I was and on. at this time you were doing a ton of media and yeah like I was on everything. everything yeah everything. She had the crazy lines everywhere and it was yeah round thirteen is when it really got nutty yeah it, it but even winning it it took like almost another year for people to like oh this is. This is oh she is something she does bring she is cool, and then now it now it's like all oh, it's it's all changed. Were I you think. disappointed though? I mean that first time. So the second time. So instead of having photos done after winning the Olympia, I went and I trained with Mike Rashid. We did put a YouTube video out. I remember that one. Yeah, it was, and it was a sick video. So everyone's getting like I'm I'm just train like actually training. I just like one. De- just one depleted whatever i'm training as heavy where huge, was this uh city, city athletic club. yeah the city athletic club with that. the chandeliers and stuff yep. and everyone's taking photos and and i feel like everyone's staring and they're like because i'm literally like go- i'm I going I was hard there. yeah and uh so the next year knowing that like okay no one wants to shoot with you so we kind of prepared rob prepared ahead of time he's like we're going to go on tour afterwards. So um, I trained the next day. I think I actually had people that were like, hey, do you want, can you stay around? And we're like, actually, we're on tour. And then I ended up and told people no. Is this the year you had like the, the van or the? Yeah, we did. Uh, it was Porsche tour. So we had two Porsches. Oh, okay. And, uh, and you shipped them to Lynn's place. Yeah, we shipped yeah, them to Lynn's. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we got in our two Porsches. It I remember just, the videos and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then we had to make it back to North Carolina because Drew was getting married. So every day we mapped out, like, and we would hit a gym every single day. And I would train, and then we would do, like, a six. I mean, we got to Texas, and that was, like, a, like a seven-hour line. And I stayed till like midnight. And then we kept getting, we're like, oh my God. Like I, we didn't know that many people would be showing up at these gyms. But it, it was probably the coolest like rock star appearance to show up. There's like a five hour line of people just cheering and chanting for you. Like the videos are really cool. So instead of being upset, like, oh, these people don't care about me. The next year we just prepared. We're like, cool, we're going to do something else. And it's going to make up for these people not caring 
Although then they finally started caring. They're like, Hey, do you want to stick around? I'm like, Nope, sorry. I'm on porch tour. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I remember one of my first interactions with Rob was in 2014. We we're at the Arnold 2015 and you guys had the booth in the back and gifted nutrition had it there. And I was with Phil. And Phil's line went this way, and Dana's went this way, and they kind of got like... They got It was like 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 a a maze. A sea of people. Like, it was probably like the worst places they could have put us. We're like back to back. It was like... It was this crazy line, and I hadn't eaten anything all day, and there was like the little concession stand right there where they had food. So I'm finally like, I'm going to go get some food. I haven't... It was like whatever time... And all of a sudden, Rob's running through with Dane on his shoulders. (laughs) And he stops at me. And I finally get food. And I'm about to take a bite. And he's like, yo, you want a piece of this? Like, do you want to be part of this? And I'm like, I just want to eat, bro. No. (laughs) And then right around the corner, I took a picture. And there's you on his shoulders and Phil flexing. And that was like one of the first times I really actually talked to Rob. Then we pulled aside and spoke afterwards. But that was just kind of funny. Those random lines are all over the place. Well, we were like, Phil's over there. You should go take a picture with him. (laughs) So we ran over. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it was just, like, a sea of people. That was crazy. It was in the back corner. They only had two booths. I remember, And yeah. they kept this massive space there. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was, uh, that was, that was the, that year I actually got second place. And, um. At the Arnold. Yes. Yep. Well, so, yeah, yeah. And second place at the Olympia, too. Mm-hmm. But I remember getting to that booth. That was the first time my parents saw me compete, too, mm-hmm. which was, so the first time they ever saw it, like, even as an amateur, they you know they didn't get it back then and that was probably my fault for not like explaining like what this was doing like for me like why I'm training like my family just you know it it was weird like they're they're like oh they're she's doing that weird body my parents used to go to every soccer event like they would drive eight hours to go watch me play soccer so the first event they ever first show they ever watched me was Arnold 2015 and it happened to be my last and I think my dad was like crying. My he didn't even under he was just like because we got back to that line and there was a sea of people and they're like, you're just our daughter. Why are they waiting for you? I was yeah. like, you know, I probably I tried to tell you, <laughs> but these people like me a lot. So what did you? At, at what point did you say to yourself, okay? Because when you quit competing, you were still in like in the mix. Oh yeah. To win, what what made you go? I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I, it wasn't even me. Um, and it, I don't say it like, so I guess maybe it even sounds weird, but like Rob sort of was like, Hey, we're going to take a break. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like you guys say, like it, it had nothing to do with not being first anymore. What people don't talk about is like bodybuilding. I love bodybuilding. It's taught me so much, but after doing it for like 10 or 11 years straight, like, and as an amateur, I was doing like four or five shows a year. It makes you, and I have a really good head on my shoulders, but it makes you think about training a little bit differently. It makes you think about food a little bit differently. So even like going on a vacation, as soon as we get to like, let's say we got to Mexico, we didn't do many, but like, let's say we went on vacation. First thing I would do, would be like, I need to go to the gym. And it's like, no, why don't you be a wife, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or we would go out to dinner and I would eat and indulge and, I'd, and I would immediately want to go home and like get on the stairwell. Like that's, ooh. so I, you, you sort of, not that I lost myself, but like, he was like, let's just, I just, you know, I want my wife. 
let's just try it out. Let's just take a break, like mentally. Let's just try it out. <laughs> yeah, just mentally, emotionally, just to take a, like, just a break. It was just going to be a year just to see how it was. And the next, I, I realized, like, I did, I took off for a year and nothing really changed. Nothing happened. I was more involved with my business. Like with Flagner Fail, I got like, because before it was like, eat, sleep, train, eat, sleep, train. Like literally my whole life revolved around Olympia and all of that, my whole life. So I was never there on like a business standpoint. So now like we, and then we had launch run everything. So now I'm like a part of that. And a couple years later, then I started my own business. Like, so without stepping away from stage, I don't think I would have did all these things that actually now make money. You don't make money as an athlete. You don't make money as a competitor, unless you're top three men's open, <laughs> like then you can make money. But as a, like a female, like you don't, I use, I always tell people, it's like, I know so many people, especially like girls and guys that get into competing because they think, oh, this is where I'm going to make it. This is where all the money happens. Like, no, the money, that's your platform. That is your platform to show yourself. It gives you content, like getting ready for shows. And then it's what you do off stage is where you actually make the money. And I don't... Real money. The real money. Yeah. And without stepping away, I wouldn't have like my successful business. Like I make really good money just on my own. Like, and it there's nothing that goes... It's just me, just my workouts. And I make great money. And uh, I didn't do that before because I was so just dedicated and just cooking food and eating food like I was eating seven times a day that's a that's a tedious job <laughs> like just cooking food so I used that as a platform and then you know the first year happened and then I realized like my following's not going away because the first year going back to the Olympia and not being in it was really weird I didn't like it I didn't like the feeling but I still had like a couple hour long line and I was like oh people are still here okay the next year we did it again and I didn't compete every year. It was like, it's always hard going back because like I am, I like being up there. I like performing. I love being in front of people, but I realized like the people aren't there. And I talk about like uh, getting second place at the Olympia was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. Cause it, it made me realize like these people aren't following me because I was Miss Olympia. They were following me way before that. And I thought when I got second place, like I was going to lose everything. No one, no one's going to follow me. They're going to follow this person now and nothing changed. And it, that like was like very awakening. I was like, oh, okay. Like you don't have to be like, they, they enjoyed following the process and the journey and the YouTubes, uh, but they didn't care. They, I could have got 15th place. They still wouldn't have cared. Like, so I realized it's like, okay, like I can, they're still here. They're still here. And here we are like nine years later. And like, I still am just gaining followers, just putting out content and being helpful and being valuable. And that's like, all I want to do is be valuable to other people. So that's what I'm doing with my company. That's what I do online. Like, I don't just want to post a picture. Like I want to add value to your life somehow. Do you think people forget that you are? And, and when I say you're Miss Olympia, you're one of the people that can call yourselves Miss Olympia because there was no bodybuilding when you won. That's Oh, yeah, that it's, is true. We talk about this a lot. There's only people that can use certain titles. You were the reigning bodybuilding woman, so you actually are a Miss Olympia. That's true. 
I never even thought of that, yeah. but yeah, I, I always some, say Miss Physique Olympia. Because sometimes people, <laughs> f- sometimes people forget, and I remember we were in Dubai, and Dana was on a panel, as you and Kai and a bunch of other people. Gosh, and I, I remember, forget that. We worked out on the beach and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember the guy that introduced cool. her like, this is Dana Lynn. She's a, a, she's a influencer. And I, remember, I went over to the guy and said, hey, man. She's a Miss Olympia. Give her respect. I said it to the She's guy. She's an influencer. <laughs> and Rob kind of looked at me like, what, what year was that? 19? Yeah, I don't remember. 18? I don't, eight, all 18, my years 18. mushed together. 18, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember we were doing, the, I have a picture of you and Rob. You were sitting on top of those monkey bars in that little gym. Oh, yeah. Remember and the they were doing coming down. Yeah, 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 it was beautiful. Yeah. That was so cool. So, so that was a good had, trip. Was that some, the last time you were in Dubai? Yeah. I think it First was that the last time? Yeah. First, yeah. I think so. That was for the, One of the uh, distributors brought your guys' mm-hmm. products over there. Mm-hmm. But they had, it was you, Kai, and was it Rami? I forgot who else was up there. You were the only girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we went to the radio station and all that. But I remember the van. You had a van. We, we met in uh, oh, we've Massachusetts. Done a lot of we had tours. a store in Massachusetts, and you guys were yeah. there, and we had a crazy lineup. And so you kind of did this tour as like a, like a thank you to all your fans. Yeah. And like what what was your wildest memory of like when you showed up and you couldn't believe the line of people for you yeah like, there was a there was a texas plate i can't so, remember so was what it the porsche tour yeah that, porsche tour was probably the biggest because it was were you were you you weren't weren't even monetizing this necessarily no, we were right just showing like up. you're driving in porsches <laughs> and it's like you know we go to shows and we have merchandise yeah, and eight by tens and stuff like bring that anything you're just like okay i'm getting in the car i'm driving we're just gonna meet and, people and what kind of porsche were you driving so <laughs> we had uh the cayman okay that was your car yeah uh, and rob had a turbo or he had the 911 i don't know what tur- year the yeah. white it was white but now it's like and the, you wrapped them yep it was wrapped with flagner film and graphics. did you get <laughs> and when you drove did did people like like yell to you like in yeah, like on the freeway they would want to race and like we'd no race but i mean <laughs> they recognized oh who the you cars were. Yeah. yeah 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 porsche tour was really cool we we've done a lot of tours airstream and they all air we did an airstream tour airstream tour was down to the tampa pro i was competing at the tampa pro so how do you make a prep different or exciting you you tour the last week of it that was hard no way. yeah <laughs> That's I got kind of brutal in an airstream that didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> oh my god! And I was doing appearance gym appearances every single day leading up to the Tampa Pro. And how long? Like you stay till the last person, pretty much, yep. right? Every day. So we always what we did because I wasn't prep. Um, I would train. They could watch me train. I was like, I have to train. You can watch me train, and then we'll do pictures after. And like, there, I there was one place like New Orleans. We stopped at. And uh, the we were there till like two a.m. and oh, it was crazy. Or which that no, that was poor store because that's not on the way to Tampa. It all, run, it all runs together. It all runs because we've done so many. Do you ever look at the end of the line because he does this a lot and like he comes up and he's like, "Dude, you need to do something. You need to because talk we're gonna, more. Be here. we're gonna be here. We're gonna miss our flight. <laughs> yeah. like, I have to. Cause, you gotta. But you ever yeah. look down and you're like, "Hey, how long is this line? Because it seems like it never stops. It right? never ends." Sometimes it doesn't. You know what, though? But the fact that, that they did, me and you, me and Jay talk about this all the time. Not every appearance has to be financial. Oh, no. And a lot of people nowadays, they won't do appearances. They're like, no, no, no. I got to get this much, and I got to do this, this, this. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you got to you got to make sure you can be there for that kid or that person that can't afford 
that $100 appearance or whatever. So doing those, build these fans that will be here now to where you haven't been on stage in almost a decade. Mm -hmm. And people still are there. And I guarantee you, if, if you do an appearance next week, someone will come up to you that was at one of those Porsche tours. That was 16 years old. Hey, man, I got to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Well, I want to buy something from you now because you did that for me when I was 12 years old and you stood in line and I took a picture with you when I didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you guys did that, you're still getting the ripple effects today yeah. from stuff that you did 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Let me ask yeah. you, Dana, when was the gym concept? When did you guys do the gym? Do you remember what years that were? To the public gym? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't... I never 16? know the years. Yeah, somewhere probably around you there. You know, Rob <laughs> called me when you guys were moving, and he's like, hey, do you want our equipment? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And I have this space back here, you know, and at the time I oh, was just. we had just, so much. And he's like, I'm just going to ship it to you. I'm like, no, bro, I have no space for it. <laughs> we were just trying to get rid of stuff at that point. Yeah, we, we opened up when, once we sold. But, yeah, we've always had a gym. We've always had a gym in our warehouse, wherever we were at. We always had a gym. Uh, my favorite gym still to this day was our our old warehouse in Pennsylvania because we had 40,000 square feet. We had uh, a fully working uh, like race car building shop, or like race cars. They built race cars. We had a, a fabricator that helped build the race cars, and then he also fabricated gym equipment, Joe. <laughs> and then we had a race team, like two drift. And this is where you did the donuts around yeah. the building, yeah. right? I learned how so, to drift. There. You know, my yeah. warehouse is in Quaker Town, so I wasn't far from yeah. where you guys yeah. are. That's where my big warehouse is, actually. Yeah. So. And but then above, we had like an eight to ten thousand square foot warehouse uh, or gym, and uh, we did seminars out of there. We did like the warehouse gym camps. Uh, Flex and I were just talking about that because he was like one of the guests. We had like Steve Cook yeah, there. Like we used to bring like n big people and uh, mm. it, we made it almost into a little expo. Like we had like vendors would come and set up shop. We had like Muscle Egg and uh, Musclelicious Foods. You remember Musclelicious Foods? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah. the pudding they would set up. Uh, muscle, like literally vendors would be there. And then first form, Andy used to send us like pallets of like free stuff to give out. So these people would come in, we're giving like a seminar, we'd sell a hundred tickets, they'd sell out instantly. But then you would leave like you were just at the Arnold for four days, like just with like piles and piles of stuff, like the amount of free stuff that we gave back to people because we weren't sponsored by anybody. So everyone would send us stuff. So I would just reach out and like, hey, we're doing a camp. Do you want to send any like sample packets and like pro subs? Every single company sent us stuff. Like it was awesome. And oh. then we finally like decided to open a public, a public gym. gym. Yeah. I think that was end of 15 or beginning of 16. Yeah, I came out <laughs> one year for the veterans event, right? Yeah. That would have been 18 or 19? Yeah. 18. Yeah. No, 19. 19. That was the only time I came out Because you guys closed the gym down shortly after. Yeah, that, during like the whole COVID thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, we finally just was like. That was, that was, a, that was a fun appearance because we got to. We landed in the morning. I think we flew overnight or something. Yeah. You, no, you flew overnight. Okay. I, I forgot where I came from. I came from somewhere else and I met, and I met you guys there. But you flew in. I remember we had a nonstop for you flying into Philly. And you got picked up. And yeah. me and Joey flew in from Florida. Yeah. We flew up Joey Firestone and I. Ah. We came over. Because I remember I, that was the first time. We, we had not done a deal with you yet with Trifecta. And I said to Greg, I was like, 
I need you to send some food to this event. It's a big military event. Just send it. And, and they said, sent so much food. He was like, food. okay. And I didn't <laughs> know. And so I remember much. Rob called me. He's like, um, what do we do with all this? I said, I don't know. He goes, they sent a lot of food. I'm like, like oh, a cool. lot <laughs> of they, food. They posted a picture and it was like three boxes and I Dana remember. was flexing I was, flexing I was over sitting top. on top. It was so much. It was so much. I was like, I don't even know. I so, said, just give it away. Yeah, give so it to we, everybody. We, we're just like, oh, we don't even have enough freezer space <laughs> for all this. Like, so we were just giving them away. Like it, it was, that we had was fun because cool I remember there's a, there's a huge picture of the sea of people and I remember I'm the one that actually took it because I was upstairs. Oh, you were upstairs. I was yeah. upstairs. And then yeah. Dane and Robert front and Brooke Ants is there and the muscle is there and you were there and Mike Rashid and yeah, we had everyone. And I'm like, nobody knows that I'm the guy that took the picture up top. Dude, there were so many there people there. It seemed like there was like a thousand people I there. think there was. It was probably highly illegal. Like I'm I, surprised they, they didn't shut us down. One of the funny that. parts about that, the night before the event, Joey and I were there with Mike Rashid and he's like, hey man, try this new product. I'm like, what the hell are you giving me? He's like, it's this new product I'm working on. And I'm like, like is my heart going to stop? Yeah, like, what's <laughs> so, in this? And then you were doing something with Mike where you tried to cross the gym without touching your feet oh, on the yeah. floor. Yeah. It was like monkey bars. Yeah. You were like climbing the and jumping. The floor is lava. Yeah. We played floor is lava. I have that on my storyline saved. <laughs> Dana's like climbing across equipment and jumping from yeah. thing to thing. Mike's <laughs> such a good good person, you know. Yeah. I mean, he seems like you guys have a lot of history. Mike, yeah. Yeah. All right. The first time, yeah, the, the first time I ever met Mike was 2013 when I trained with him. Like I followed him for a while and, uh, yeah, he was like, Hey, we should do a training video. Like, well, no one wants to shoot me. That's train. Who do you think <laughs> is the most inspirational person that, you know, you kind of followed coming up? Did you ever look at a female or a male that gave you motivation to train harder or you don't seem like someone that no, would pick up a magazine really. and read and it's weird. I, so I used to like, I was, I'm such a meathead. Like I, I would like all my favorite bodybuilders, they're all men. I never looked at women like Kai, like as far as like posing and yeah. stuff, like such an incredible pose. Like a lot of my routines, like I used to just watch videos of him posing and a lot of the moves and a lot of my poses are like from him. Uh, actually Arnold 2015 that I did it to Dirty Diana, but it was the weekend version because his his Dirty Diana routine. I don't even know. I might have been a guest posing, but he did Dirty Diana. It was the most incredible routine ever. So that was actually like a Kai, Kai. dedicated. I think he actually did it at the Arnold one. Kai, yeah, he I did think it, at it the, was at the Colorado. Oh, okay. It was uh, the one that was like the ultimate. The ultimate. Yeah, it was incredible. But so a lot of like just posing. Like inspiration came from him. Um, Wasn't there a time when you posed with Kai and they oh, tried yeah. to get you off? Did you jumped in front of everybody? Where was that? Oh, was it in Denmark. We we posed. We did like, two, like a, a couple cup. couples poses yeah. in Denmark. Um, for Stellan, yeah. Stellan, Stellan. Yeah. Rob. That was Rob's first performance. Did That's you right. See? He performed. Yeah, yeah he yeah. performed. Yeah. So we did a, a couples pose like uh, the day before, and then the next day, like. We did the same thing, but then Rob performed live. We're doing another Scandinavia tour, and we're, we're, we always reach out to Stellan. And every he's time the, he's like, he's the he's greatest. Like, he's like, we just saw him in Germany. He, he, came, up, awesome. he came up and he's standing like he's standing from a distance. I'm looking, and I'm like, like what the? He just stands in line. Like, dude, come up here. Yeah, yeah. he was like standing he's, from afar and oh just watching us. So why are you just standing there? Come like, see dude, us. Come you know? see us, Stellan. You're the best. So you, you and Kai are on the same team now. So, yeah. You know, well, actually, it's weird. It's like full circle because. So uh, he was with Muscle Meds when I was with MHP. Yeah, right, yeah. 
Uh, and like, yeah, Kai was always like my, my person. I was like, yeah, he's so, he's just, he's fascinating to watch. He's a fascinating person. Um, so we were like, sort of like, that was like brother, sister brand. And then, yeah, now we're, uh, now I'm on Redcon one with him. So how did that, that transition? Cause you obviously had your own brand yeah. and tell, yeah, tell so the story of this. We've, we had our own brand run everything for like 10 years almost like a really long time and uh it was great it it ran great we had athletes um and at one point like after seven or eight years it started to get like sort of stale because you're it's a very oversaturated thing everyone in fitness like everybody has supplement lines everybody has uh, clothing lines it's over and like we just felt like we weren't really standing for anything we had good products but it was like we're just like everybody else so about two years ago, we did like a full rebrand of Run Everything, and I wanted it to like stand for something. And I was basing it off like all my years throughout fitness. Um, I always felt like women never were like the focus. It's it's a very male dominant sport. Um, like guys get paid more. It's just I understand it's a business. I get it. It's fine. Uh, but I always felt like women were almost like like a you know, like an ornament on, like, yeah. just like an ornament on the tree. So I, we, we decided we're like, cool, let's go after something that no one else is doing. Like Alani knew, yeah, they're the fe- a female brand, but it, it's very girly. It's definitely like booty bands and butt workouts and pink and green. So I wanted a, a brand for the female athlete, like girls that are like serious in the gym, goals, everything not just bodybuilder everybody like I wanted to just get out there into all different like sports and stuff and it was really good and it I it felt good in my heart um but like through the years like the last like two years it's been great but at this point in time I feel like it's not growing where I need like where I wanted to to go like I want to see it in GNC's I I want to see it in like Targets and Walmarts and you know Sometimes you need to be the bigger person to realize like, okay, maybe we're not the people to get it there, to see like the actual vision of it. Um, and we've been friends with Aaron Singerman for like 15 years. Like I, we knew him back before everything. He was at RX. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. RX yeah. muscle. <laughs> he was the dude. Like we, we, we have a long histories, uh, just, yeah, just a long history together he actually helped us start run everything at the very beginning. He was like part owner of that, just like a silent owner, just investor basically. And we, he like helped us formulate stuff cause he was already doing it with Blackstone. Um, so at one point in time I ended up and like bought him out. So then it was like solely us. And at this point in time, Rob and I are just spread real thin. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like I, I'm very, I feel very strong about the run brand and what the message, like I want to give women a platform that they can shine and tell their story and they're the focus and like really have something for females where like they, they are the star. Um, so Aaron actually is by bought back in with run. We're, we're still part of it. Um, in turn, I'm moving over to Redcon to help him grow Redcon to be, I mean, they're already so big but like to make them like just the biggest company ever. He has a lot of money and resources and people. He's in Florida, which actually has people. We don't, it's hard to find even a photographer in Montana. There's a lot of nature photographers, but not 
fitness photographers. It's much different. So really, I wouldn't get. You know, it, it is. It's much different. <laughs> it's trying Matt's to, favorite place, I mean, yeah. by the way. I I always Jay knows the yeah. day the day is gonna come where I disappear. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of everything and, and I'm going to the mountains. Yes. It, it's amazing. And we understand, we put ourselves in this place where it's like, it's, it's hard to find employees. So we realize it's like, so to see like the vision f for run, if we want it to get bigger and actually see like an upward trajectory right now, it's just like, you know, it's just there. So we need someone that has resources. So Aaron has resources. So He's going to kind of see that project out, and I'm going to help him make the biggest company ever. It's friends helping it's friends, you know? One of the largest. I mean, Aaron, yeah, they're, they're, they're huge. Aaron was a huge, um, you know, he really helped me a lot. You know, I, you know, started my brand in 2019. You know, He's I, so I form, formally had yeah. partnership, but I, you know, it was more built now on a direct to consumer base, and, and now, of course, Amazon. So where he's hit every other, you know, he's in Walmarts and yeah. So he has those all these places. I'm not in those places, yeah. but I, you know, I wanted to focus on direct brand. So I know he kind of had the visionary for that, um, which you know I give him a lot of credit to. And obviously, like we've seen the success of Redcon, and you know, you're alongside with Kai. Kai's like the big. You guys are the main figurehead. Yeah. So they got male, female. Um, you know how how has it been for you now? You mentioned you're in Montana. You know, you still travel, but you mentioned your business. So I know you do the the daily. So is it'll be daily speaking. Yeah. Da yeah. What's direction? So, yeah. So my newest. In, so obviously my my main focus is my just training app. It's just a training app, um, like adding new programs. And um, at some point I would love to for it to grow where I have like trainers under me. I think that's probably like my next move for that. So that like, I'm literally low. Oh, oh, you want to, you're a CrossFitter. Oh, here's you go with this coach. And like, I'll have coaches under me, maybe even like a nutritionist that like can, if you want extra help on nutrition, that's where I see that going um, on a personal level, because for the not last nine years, I haven't competed. So for many years, I felt like there was a void. So I started that business thinking, okay, this is going to fill that like void where like I need purpose in my life. Com competing gave me purpose. It gave me, it made me feel like I'm doing something. It, it did something for me that nothing has ever done. It, it really filled something in a purpose wise and just fulfillment. Yeah. It's not like competing is everything. So starting DLB Daily, thinking like, okay, this is going to fill that. And it does. And like, I love helping people, but I still like through the years, I like, I feel like I'm still missing something and I could never figure out what it was. Like, could I go back and start competing? And I could, it would be kind of silly. <laughs> and I would look. I just want to touch on that in a second. I feel like it, I would just look like a cute little pips. Goes like, oh, cute. That's that's cute. Daniel and Bailey came back. Poor thing. <laughs> like you, know, you poor little thing. How great would that be? Dana needs to come back when you. No, did. we were teasing. Except we were teasing <laughs> this a couple of years ago, I think, or something. Well, no, about no. I, I, but yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. You come back. I'll come. Back. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there was a point where. We had like some serious talks and Dana, we were talked about, it. remember we were going to go to around the world and film you training with different people. Yeah. And then something happened where you found out you had a condition. Oh yes, and you, yeah. And that stopped it. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Or yeah. Not. So th maybe three years ago, a little over three years ago, I got, I developed an autoimmune disease. I honestly think from stress, like I have like a very stressful life. Um, 
auto it's a it's called graves disease i i started losing weight uncontrollably and i was like oh my god i'm dying <laughs> like what's happening uh, i lost like 20 pounds in like a month i was it was very very scary um, and you don't have like 20 pounds to lose. Not when you're only like 135 pounds, 20 pounds on, uh, I was, I was like 115. Cre I haven't been 115 since middle school. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like never. Um, yeah. Developed an autoimmune disease where it comes from. I have no idea. Um, I do know that stress has like, if my labs will be off if I'm, if I had like something happen or like I've been traveling a lot, my labs will be off because like stress, like messes with your thyroid, thyroid messes up everything. Um, so I, it's something that I have to regulate all the time. So every year I always was like, yeah, every year I kind of always like, maybe I come back. Like, I feel like I need we to had, do like, something. serious talks about it. And I, and Rob's always been the one like, no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, because uh, I just felt like it, it's great for business. It will be great for DLB Daily and Flag or Fail. Like, I see it as, like, a business move because, like, I can market it and, like, it's YouTube content. And I was like, I, like, I'm in the best shape of my life I've ever been. So I'm like, there's a part of me that just wants to see what the heck I would look like on stage. But then I, I don't want to see myself next to the girls that are winning now. I know. I remember <laughs> we were talking about this because, you know, I know people are going to run their mouth and say this because she's drug-free. And we were talking about, they were like, we'll get you tested every week. And you're yeah. going to film it for Netflix and that, we'll do this well, and this so and this. That was like part of it. It was like, cool, I'm going to use this as like, cool. Um, if I compete, I'll get drug tested every single week, leading like even all the way up to the show just to be like, suck it, guys. <laughs> you know? And then they'll probably still say, well, you probably just had a doctor alter it. It's like, okay, I'll never win. It's fine. But what? So that was going to be my like, okay, if I do compete, I'm going to do it at a different angle, almost like to like prove like, hey, you can do this. Yeah. It's just, you know, takes 30 weeks for me, but yeah, it's a what long. I mean, it takes 30 weeks. Oh, you my, die for 30 weeks? You oh, die prep, drug free, yeah. Yeah, my prep is, it was like, I would start with George about 20 to 25 weeks, but I would start a little bit before that. Like I would already start like cardio, like diets on point, and I would start about 30 weeks out. Oh. It's a long diet. It's I thought a, 16 was a you, long Now, diet. what I, I wonder, do you think you had, like, Graves' disease during that whole time for you to get that lean? No. Or do you think it's something that developed later? No, definitely later because I with Graves' disease, I lost a sh so much yeah, muscle. Graves' disease basically means your thyroid is hyperactive. And, uh, hyper, uh, hyper. It's my, like taking up 200 micrograms of T3. Common? Is it pretty common? Hypo. Uh, hypo, where hypo. people gain weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hypo, which it, it might like, because my sister uh, has hypothyroid, and I'm hyper. Obviously, I'd so rather eat, the hyper At one. that point, <laughs> you could eat pizza five times a day and still get in shape. I was eating, no matter how much I, I was waking up every day, I was waking up a pound lighter, pound lighter, pound lighter. And I'm like, assuming it, your heart rate was My really heart high. rate was like 100... Uh, resting heart rate 120 try sleeping yeah, my it's, heart it's essentially was, your thyroid is just pumping out t3 so what like if you crazy. don't get it what if you don't get it uh i mean it could i'm assuming it could affect your heart and oh, yeah no yeah usually my, usually and i'm sure you did a different way but usually they remove your thyroid oh my doctor they put you, definitely wanted to do that yeah. but i and they put you on uh so T3, you're T4 on combo. medication for it not now I actually oh, so you did it naturally. Yeah, oh. uh, I was so that's that's how you get it to calm down. But I was working with like a typical endocrinologist, like, and they don't teach like regular doctors like nutrition and all that. So I was an 
over, like I was pescatarian. So I was eating a ton of fish and a lot of shrimp. Me not realizing like, okay, shrimp, shrimp is high in iodine. Iodine triggers your thyroid. I didn't, I just wasn't even thinking of that. Like how much shrimp would every day or? Oh, I was eating. Yeah. Cause it's so easy no, to we, cook. We would ship her orders would be. It would it be a lot fish, of fish. Yeah. And then Rob at the time was vegan. vegan. So we'd send them a ton of vegan patties and it would be fish and shrimp. It was all the food of, that they got. A lot got. of shrimp. For a couple years. It was like. You're a big shrimp you. eater. I, I, I don't shrimp. as much. I don't. I just think like, it's so easy to cook. and You, can, yeah. <laughs> you know what's messed like, up? Yeah. It's the easiest snack. Yeah. So you can just, just like bar, bar, six bar, ounces bar, of bar, shrimp, bar, some protein, cocktail yeah. sauce, yeah. eat it, and go to sleep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Great protein. Um, Maybe if I eat shrimp five times a day, it'll make my, it'll, yeah, it'll just, be a fat burning. It'll make know, my thyroid go up. Trigger that thyroid Say, a I'm little on that bit. D, I'm on that DLB diet. Don't, don't. These do conversations, Tyler, huh? <laughs> he's taking a nap over there. He's over there saying she's natty. That's what he's yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at right now, right? Does that make you feel I know like he's that? looking at her arms and being like, damn, like she benches 225 and yeah. like. You know? Now, now yeah, 226. You know, another thing, obviously. I know at one point in there, you had a, you had another thing that happened like health wise because of training. Oh, I think that was that. I think it that was, was a, before like two years before. Year Actually, before. so no, I, I think that was even the same year. So I uh, like my best friend's Brooke. So like I started getting into CrossFit, but I never went to like a actual CrossFit gym. So one of our employees at the time joined a gym, and like she wasn't going regular, and it's, and it's someone that I wanted to like. You know, if I go, it'll make you go. And like she, she should have gone. She, she was trying to like lose weight. So I was like, cool, I'll sign up. We're going to go together like a buddy system. You know, yeah. I'm a good person. And I was just going to use it as like cardio for me. Cause like, that's, I like, I love circuit training. That's kind of how I train anyway. So I was just going to use it as cardio. First day of CrossFit got rhabdo. Yo, Rabdo, Rabdo, literally the first day. I don't know what it is. So it's the extreme breakdown of you break down so much muscle that it literally shuts your liver off. In my case, my liver was fine. I was in liver failure because your your creatine kidneys like goes through the roof. You just put too much protein into your bloodstream that it like from extreme overtraining. So marathon runners get it. Crossfitters do get it. It's like extreme. Like if let's say you get in a car accident and you have a huge blow to your leg, like that can actually create it too. But I did it in the first day of CrossFit on the GHD (laughs) sit-ups because no one told me because I don't do them all the time. I don't have a GHD. Um, so it, the G is it, the thing. It's like the horse where you go down, you touch the floor, and then you come back up. It's like a big movement on your abs. So we were doing like the. It was a circuit, like like two minute bout here, two minute bout here, two minute like of these different things, and then you had to add it all up, and then we were going to see who the winner was. Like, well, obviously, I'm going to try to win. <laughs> Duh. And uh, so I was doing it's like you know I was doing like 40, 40 reps in like a two minute bout. But no one, as a CrossFit, so this is where the that person probably doesn't work there anymore because as a coach, they teach you. It's like the number one thing they teach you. If if someone does, has never done a GHD, you're not allowed to let them use it because this actually happens all the time. And I am the most susceptible to getting rhabdo because I already have a lot of muscle and I'm also crazy. So... They should have told me to not do more than 10 at a time or I should have been doing abs. But 
no one said anything, so I was just crushing them, man. <laughs> and uh, I got done with the workout, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I could barely, like, stand up the next day. Like, I was like, and me, because I'm a psycho, I was like, wow, that was a really good workout. I'm going to write it down and do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Because I, 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 I hurt. I have never hurt that bad in my life. Day, I went back Wednesday. So that was Monday. I went back to CrossFit Wednesday because I didn't know anything was wrong. I just thought, I was like, cool, this is just the craziest doms I've ever had in my life. Went back Wednesday, and I, I was uh, doing Muay Thai also within, I think Tuesday was doing Muay Thai, <laughs> and then I was still training every day, like bodybuilding. So I was doing all this other stuff still. Wednesday, went back to CrossFit, kind of managed to go through the workout. Thursday is when the the fluid retention happened that's when I was like oh okay something's wrong it's weird that it took three days I I all the fluid in my body went to my stomach and I was like okay maybe I tore something I don't know so I remember sending I, I was like Brooke this is so crazy like I did this workout look at my stomach like I would I would go like this and my stomach would go like like Santa Claus <laughs> like I've never what it was just all this fluid she's like oh my god go to the bathroom and pee right now and send me a picture. So I went to the bathroom. My pee was fine. So usually with rhabdo, your li it affects your liver. Your your pee like will be like brown, yeah, like brownish. a brownish. It will be it's discolored. Yeah, because it's breaking everything down. So my pee was fine. She's like, that's so weird. But I'm pretty sure you have rhabdo. Like, you shouldn't have done the GHDs. Like, it's like a, it's a huge no-no in the CrossFit world. Like, they shouldn't have let you do that. So I finally went to the, I made an appointment, went to the doctor probably by Friday. <laughs> I think I finally got to the doctor. They took my labs Saturday or like finally got them back like a day or two. So this is like a week later and my labs were astronomical. Yeah. And like, I can only imagine what they probably were on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. You can die from it. Oh yeah. yeah. So literally my liver was not, it was, I was in liver failure. So I remember I, it was weird because I had a dream that night uh, before I got the call from the doctor. I had a dream that night that I was dying. For some reason, I woke up and I was like, Rob, I had, the, I had a really bad dream. I, like I was dying. I, like, it like, kind of like messed me up. And then all, it was 8 o'clock in the morning and my doctor phones me. <laughs> She's like, hey, Dana, um, what are you doing today? And I was like, oh, I'm just getting ready for work. She's like, is it a possibility that you could drop everything that you're doing and get yourself to the ER right now before anything gets worse? And I was like, uh, and I look at Rob, I was like, I told you I'm dying. <laughs> so I was crying the whole way because for some reason I thought I, I was going to die. And I was like, if, I told you, my dream told, like, you're dying. But uh, f got to the hospital, they just like pump you full of fluids and antibiotics and yeah, just told me not to. You were train. there for a couple of days, right? Yeah, I, I was there just a day, just that day, and then sent me home. They're like, "Don't train for like a long time." I think I took maybe like two weeks off, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I I eased back into it. I was like, "I'm not gonna do anything heavy or hard." I was doing cardio, and then I would I started training probably officially like maybe a month later, and literally I think which could have possibly been why I have great like maybe because I think it was like three months later and then I got diagnosed with Graves disease so I don't know if that's linked at somehow like just like a huge stressor on your body I have no idea just I think it was the same year like a couple months later then got diagnosed with you Graves know what I'm disease. thinking of right now just because we have an appearance coming up in July back in Mexico 
Except this time he's coming with. Yes. Yes. So the last time we went there, going into this appearance, Dana's like, Rob and I have never really taken a vacation. We want to go to Cancun afterwards. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. So yeah, we so all go down, me and Regan and Rami was, was supposed to come. It was our first vacation. Their first vacation. She like was so excited. Years. She's like, we're going on vacation. So I booked their flight. They come down, they go straight to Cancun. So we do this appearance in Mexico City. We go all out to eat where they, the promoter tells us, do not leave this area because we're in Mexico City. So what do we do in the first chance we get? <laughs> we leave the area and we, we go got fight churros. churros. <laughs> we we're got like, churros. we're going to get churros. It was a big group of us. And uh, hot chocolate. Yeah, like. <laughs> Which Andre, was probably made with water. <laughs> probably Andre Dewey and Regan and Cass Martin and Bach, whatever the, Bacara. 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 Alini Barreto, Rob Dana. Everyone. All of us. crushing churros. We just get, I don't know. I don't even know how we got there. It was just far. We, we, we go to find churros. So three days later. No, literally the day. No, no, no. I mean, oh, this, yeah, was, this was like Saturday. So you guys go over and I message Rob. And I said, hey, man, you know, how's the vacation? And he sends me a picture of her. In the hospital. Like this, <laughs> in a wheelchair with an IV. And I'm like, yo, what the, f what happened? He's like, Dana's Mex sick. You know, Mexico like, tried to kill me. Yeah, I, I, I think was... he said that Mexico tried to kill her. So. Yeah. Spend Just my vacation. Don't drink hot chocolate. No, yeah. you know what's funny is I went We're I went for a photo shoot in '98 to Cabo for a weeder. They brought me down last minute for a photo shoot, and I didn't know anything about the water oh, or anything. No. And I brushed my teeth like oh. in the in, and I was so sick. And they brought run the IV. They put me in the hospital, and I had never been sick like that before. I was throwing up like crazy. Yeah, I was. I was. You know, I was. I was so dehydrated because I was like shitting yeah. and throwing up. And no matter whatever I put in my mouth, it would come back out. So like we went down to the hotel because we were at a hotel, like a nice resort. And they're like, I don't. So they just, they're like, just sent me to the hospital. And I spent. So that was your vacation, <laughs> that was, half of it? I, still, I think I, the last day I, I felt better the I got out of, i was there all day so that was your last day. vacation no no now, no, we, ha now yeah. we have a house in cabo and but we're in pedregal you can actually they have like filtered water there so yeah, you can I brush your teeth time, yeah man. it's it's amazing i still i just can't get that through my head right now this picture robson she's in a wheelchair I'm like an iv dying. and like a gown just, like this and her head's down like this i, I was like so white I, uh, yeah i spent the whole night just like bleh, 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 like this is horrible. It had to. It came from the hot chocolate. The it churros. had to it had be to the have. churros. You know what? We're going back to the churro spot. <laughs> or you're I coming with. I also heard you have to like be careful. I had a salad. You have to be careful with like yeah. salads and fruits and stuff because they wash it yeah. in water. Or if you get the the silverware, because sometimes there's traces from them washing it, so <sighs> you wipe it off. Gosh. Or bring plastic silverware. Yeah, I know. So yeah, you get to come to Mexico with us. Cabo's I've been. Maybe. I've been a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. But to Mexico City. Yeah, that's where I went. Yeah. I went for Mr. That's Mexico right, yeah, a couple yeah, Mr. Times. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I know. Don't do anything. Yeah. I'm just not going to eat. It'll be fun. It's, <laughs> yeah. So far, it's it's you two, Rob, Michael Hearn, Aaron oh, Banks. Wow. Yeah. So we'll, we'll a, have. It will be fun. Oh, you know what we're doing? We're taking. Don't tell him anybody. We're taking Mike to the churro spot. Yeah, we're going to take Mike to churro. <laughs> we're going to get Mike sick. Hey, Mike. Drink this hot chocolate. <laughs> we'll sit and watch you. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Tell us how it is tomorrow, Mona. You know? <laughs> oh, poor guy. But, you know, we got a lot of, we got a lot of, I'm trying to think if we have any other appearance. Would you have any other appearances or anything? Yeah, she's on? at FitCon coming. FitCon. Aren't you like an owner of FitCon? Yeah. 
Rob, yeah, Rob and Keaton. Um, I'm disappointed. I wanted to come, but I couldn't come because I'm okay. in uh, Nashville this weekend. Nashville's fun. Yeah. I love Nashville. I'm there this weekend. Yeah, we'll be there. And then, uh, yeah. Do you have any other speaking engagements or any oh, other? I'm going uh, hardcore closer. I'm um, there. So that that's how that's what I was talking about. the <laughs> The new thing that I'm getting very interested in because I my first public speaking. So I've done seminars. We've done them everywhere. Question answer, super easy peasy, usually up there with other people too. But I never did a, like, Dana goes up on stage and just gives a speech. I never did that. So I did my first one at a coaching con, coaching con uh, which is all just like coaches. So they had me speak, and I, I literally broke out in hives like two days before. I was so nervous. It was – but after I got over, after it got done, I, I did – a. I basically just kind of talked about what we talked about my whole life, meandering through life and how I'm here and confidence and building that and how you get there and negativity along the way and sticking to like you and not going that direct path. There's always a different, when this door is closed, there's another door that you can go in. So after I got done with that, I realized I was like, maybe this is like my, my new thing. It's like, I've, I've seen like Ed Milet. Ed Milet is an amazing speaker and he has an amazing story. And most of the time when you go see Ed Milet, he tells the same story. And I have an incredible story that I feel like a lot of people can benefit from it in some fashion. So it, I feel like that's going to fill that void that I feel like I've had for a while with competing. Um, and it, I got done and obviously I was nervous the whole time and obviously afterward it always felt better but people just told that like I had people crying this like I cry because a lot of times I talk about things that like it's a very vulnerable thing that I'm talking about and I always I'm surprised that normally anytime I bring Rob up it's like it's an emotional thing because he's really got me through like a lot like mm -hmm. uh, a lot of stuff like and I would not be where I'm at without him and I it it's like, it makes me really teary, but I have a story. I have things to say, and I think it can really benefit people. So that's my new thing. Uh, I actually met with like a, a professional, like public speaker because like, I, I want someone to help me organize my thoughts. <laughs> like uh, I'm very just like all over the place. Like, and I, I want to like be able to tell my story the best way possible. So maybe having someone like help me write it, help me like make sure like this all makes sense. And then, you know, there's, um, what are they called? Uh, there's like things that you can go to uh, locally and they're everywhere. I like can't life think coaches or, uh, no, it's just like to get you comfortable with like speaking in front of people. Like uh, it's called something. I'm just going to pop in my head at some point, but like start going to those. And every time you go, you have to like present on something. So it just gets you better at talking um, so just working with like mechanics of talking and, you know, just get better at that craft. Who would have thought that Dana gets nervous speaking? Oh gosh. It's, I think there's so many times, like <laughs> I, it's so easy to conversate with people and even like Q and A, you're still having a conversation with a person, but to like organize like an hour long, that's a long time to talk. I like, can't do it. Just to get up there and just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Made me so nervous, but uh, the first one's done. That's the hardest one. So, and then I have a speaking event, but it's a panel, so it's a little bit easier. But hardcore closer, he, it's a huge mastermind. 
uh, really big names that will be there presenting. And then I'm on a panel. So just like trying to get out there into that space and just keep talking. I can't, I can't do it. I have a horrendous anxiety of speaking. Yeah. I can't. Even doing this, it took how long? At least a year for me. I don't like being on camera. I yeah. Well, it. I used to hate it too. I, hate I remember it. in college, like, yeah, as a teacher, I had to take a public speaking class and I was be like, like I would be the one that shakes and like <laughs> you could see the paper. just like, oh, I was terrified. I did. I had public speaking in college and I remember the professor oh, said, so scary. if you do one, you'll get this. This is the max grade you can get. If you do two, you can get an A. So I'm like, so what do I have to do to pass? <laughs> just and he's that, like, like, you just have to do one 15 minute. And I was like, Okay. So at the end of the year, he's like, why didn't you do your second one? I said, no, I'm not doing it. I, I did enough to pass. That's did, good enough. I'll get a C. So I didn't have one I probably would have did the same thing because it terrified me. I hate it. I used to be so uncomfortable. Like now being on cameras, like, I don't even notice them because like had, it's reps. Like when you do reps over and over and over, you just get better when at I, it. When I worked in the music industry, I had a speaking engagement I had to do in front of in there. I'm on here with... TI's manager, Ludacris's manager, like one of my mentors. There's like big time people here. Oh, and yeah. I thought, who am I? You I'm know? just some guy. I'm just, manager I'm Matt. the agent at the time <laughs> that's doing the big shows overseas. And there's thousands of people there. I have a panic attack. And I'm just oh. like, and ever since then, if there's ever a camera <laughs> on me, pro too? probably worse. Oh. <laughs> I just like, uh, I just froze up and I just sounded like a total moron. So whenever any people are looking at me, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. The, They're like, no, no, we want you to speak. I'm like, you can want you. No, I'm not doing it. So even doing this took me getting, a long time. Yeah, but the you're first couple, you're the, crushing the, it, man. The first couple we did, we did them at his house. And like, if you go back and look, I'm sure my face was bright red. But I also had to sit on this desk. He has this desk and I had to sit like this with my legs like, so I'm like, <laughs> the first couple were like this. My oh, knees were nice. like this and I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable. My back hurts. My legs are like straddled around this desk. It wasn't even, it was like, you know, the wrong side of the desk just has wood. You can't put your legs under it. Well, yeah. I had to like fit. I don't You're fit just, anywhere anyways. Here we so are, the, we're the first, The first like three, I was like, I have anxiety. I have cameras on me. I'm like, uh, and, you're, you're and, I, and I'm so sitting weird. here like really uncomfortable. So my, why did you do that to him? He's a bully. Yeah, I thought it was really, look, look at where we're at now. We're, look we're at 75 this. episodes. Yeah. Look where we're at now. We're shooting this in Jay's house. Wink, wink. Yeah. It's right here. Look at all these awards <laughs> yeah, he has. Look at all your awards. <laughs> They're so nice. Can we can we pick one up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who was it? With Chris, there are no trophies over here. You know what's funny? Him. When Chris Cormier came on here, he's like, Oh man, I thought I was gonna take something from the wall. I was gonna take one of these plaques. Yeah, like, gonna take the Arnold he's like, trophy. He's like, I'm gonna get the Arnold trophy. It's like, yeah. well, you gotta take the whole wall. You might have to take the wall. You might get a get a knife Just and you can get it out. out. Just stick it to your wall at home. Got it. Got my Arnold trophy. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm well, still not public speaking. We'll get you up there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one day. People ask me. Yeah, I'm not interested. No. Dina, what's the most exciting part of your day? I have mine. Uh, Mine's the gym still. I'm not going to lie. Mine's probably animals. You love the animals. Yeah. Huh? You got horses. Horses. Now horses are like the new thing. So we have two horses now. Tell the horse story. Yeah. The horse story. So uh, Matt is actually the godfather of our horses. I'm legal. I'm only, only because you were just the only person standing around. That like, does not matter. I am. Was They're there. like, can What's you the sign it? What is a horse's name? You have two? Or? Yeah, Echo and Oscar. Okay. Oscar is a half draft. He's Rob's horse. He's like 1,600 pounds. He's beautiful. And then Echo. 
Echo's my little baby. And you have the goats. Goats, um, dogs. Everyone knows you. Yeah, you have the yeah. big dogs. And uh, you have, you spend a lot of time with the animals, actually. Yeah. What is the hardest animal to maintain? Probably the horses. There are Why? a lot. Um, just like the shoeing and so we had horses. Teeth. We had two. Yeah. yeah, and the teeth. Did you have like the de- horse dentist? Mm, yeah. So what people don't know, like horses' teeth don't stop growing, so they, they like shave them they down, have yeah. to shave them and file them down. Oh wow! Yeah, and I didn't it's know that. oh my gosh! That's and it's why like they this, say you know that horse teeth and whatever mm-hmm. you know they're long. Right? They're so. bit, yeah. They just keep growing and they put this weird like Hannibal Lecter thing on and they like saw them down. Yeah. Oh God! And they the come only, to your house and do all. Yeah, this they, yeah, yeah. Just the farrier keeping up with that because you're supposed to get their feet done every like yeah. eight weeks. And, and like, the, hor- it's a the lot. horses are kept at the farmhouse. Yep, at the farm. Okay. Your you, house. Oh yeah. Yeah, your house and Jay's house. If he, if, if he wants to go. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah. you know, you don't you look. And Jay you know, I'm gonna say, you know why Tanner. he's never gonna come because there's not a Four Seasons. <laughs> but he's there bougie. are Four Seasons in yes. Montana. <laughs> Listen, we have great. We'll you, you guys don't have Four Seasons we'll here. We'll get you a nice red roof in with like a single bed. Actually, the there is uh, <clears> the <throat> nice. I think the nicest hotel is probably right next to the airport, which is really close to our warehouse, which is close to your favorite thing, the gym. But you know what, though? We, we, I've been telling this forever. I've been trying and trying. At some point this summer, they have really beautiful Airbnb spot. We're going to get you up there and go spend a couple days, go do some mountain look work. At, I guarantee you Tyler's Cowboy. eyes. No, going, it's, six, content, it's content. fit for 50, but we're, we're training. We're in training the next 12 weeks, so we're not doing a lot. No, but she has a private gym. Yeah, yeah no, but you can definitely. Dumbbells go up to 200 pounds. Let's see you do them again. Yeah. Who uses 200s in Montana? Nobody. No. They dusty and. (laughs) They're just. We're going to get Regan up there and he'll have him throw them around. Yeah. Somebody. So so the animals are your favorite part of the day. Yeah. Um, What time do you usually wake up? Uh, I set my alarm for 6. I usually wake up at 6.30. And you finish your day around what time? I'm, I, I get back to the house to, like, feed all the animals probably around 6 again. So, like, that whole process happens then. Got to go feed the horses and go feed the goats and do you, and the do dogs. And you set goals on a daily basis? Like, do you still write down things like you did in the beginning? Uh, not enough. Or is it more of a uh, mindset? My, mindset, but, like, every, every so often, Rob and I kind of sit down and it's like, okay, are we doing what we want to be doing? You sort of have to, like, check in with yourself every so often we don't do it, maybe, no, I, I actually, we probably do it adequately. I think when it just feels like maybe things feel like they're slowing down, we're like, okay, are we doing what we want to be doing? Is there anything that we're doing right now that we don't want to be doing? Let's get that off our plate, get something else. And uh, yeah, so now it's just like goals of like our business, like Flagner fail goals and, and then goals with DLB Daily again, like I was talking about, like I'd love to see that just huge huge just trainers under me and then like you know i'm just like these are my people yeah i just want to be i want to be a site i want to be an app that like literally anybody can go to and you can get programming and nutrition what is the best thing about living in montana for you and what is the worst thing because not obviously not a lot of people know what it's like to be there because you're Right near the border of Canada. Oh, yeah. What's the best and the worst thing in your opinion for you? Best is the seasons. Like, it's hot. Every time, it's like I can't even pick my favorite season because summer's like now here. So it's like boating and hiking because I love nature. I love being outside. Hiking. We got Glacier National Park right there. But then when winter hits, it's like, no, 
winter's the best. Like I love snow. Snowboarding is like one of my favorite things to do. So like just the seasons and like all the things like, like we, we can ride dirt bikes. Like we just have so many toys and so much things to do that like, I literally have to organize my week. Like, okay, today you're going to ride your dirt bike. Tomorrow you're going to ride your horse. The next day we're going to take the boat out. And then here you're going to go on a hike. What about like, the UTVs? Do you still have yeah, the UTVs? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like dirt biking a little bit more. That's more. What do you want have for a dirt bike? I just have like a Honda CRF <laughs> 150. Okay. It's a little tiny thing. You know what? We, the so 250 four, four is a little hot, yeah. yeah. So... The first time I went up there, there's, I have a distinct memory because this is the first time this ever happened in my life. So Dana comes and picks me up and we go hiking up to Avalanche. And what are you like driving that. at this time? You, you a drive a Hummer no, truck? I, or? She had a oh, I had, yeah, I have. But she had the Forerunner. Yeah, okay. Forerunner at that time. So we went up and it was election day. So remember, we went oh, up, yeah. we went hiking. And it was the first time that we went up and there was barely anyone there because it was raining out. And we went, it was probably what, an hour, hour and a half to get to avalanche Maybe, yeah like an hour and then uh, you know an hour back down and it was the first time i can remember where i thought about nothing except what was in front of me like everything i, I have a hard time getting work out of my head and i think the main reason for it is you're going over a corner going is there a bear there oh, <laughs> or is yeah. there a mountain well, yeah, you have to be like on <laughs> you have to be like super alert like yep. looking behind you because there's some trails like we we do like like uh, we did the Maybe it was that two years ago because Rob back was better. But we did like a 27-mile, I call it a run. It was like a run and a walk, but 27 miles through Glacier. And like there's hours where you don't even pass people. Like, yeah. and that's like you're out there. It's like, okay, if a bear attacks now. You're in trouble. You're in, you're in, you're out here hours away from people no one knows you're out there people get attacked all the time right no not really i mean it's so rare it's so rare um black bear don't want to mess with you the things you got to work worry about are cats cats are creepy and they stalk you and you don't know they're stalking you until it's too late until they're like right behind you like they'll follow you for like a little bit um, and grizzlies. Grizzlies, they're just so big. And they're more aggressive. Black bear don't want to be around you. They're just like, oh, human, get away. So when we, were, when we were up there, it was just, it was the first time that I remember, we just walked, that I remember, I didn't think about work. I didn't think about stress. I didn't think about anything. It was completely detached. So we walked up, we saw this beautiful mountain. There's these waterfalls. We walk back down, we get in the car and we start driving back. And then all of a sudden our phones start beeping. We're like, oh, oh shit, we yeah. have a new president. Oh yeah. That was, we had no idea. We, we were forgot completely about it. Detached for about really? maybe three and a half hours yeah. or so. But the other funny part, <laughs> so we get there and I go to the, the farmhouse and I realized, I realized the day before somebody got mauled by a grizzly bear around the corner oh, yeah. at that spot. So I'm reading, I'm, and Rob's showing me the Sorry. house. And then he goes, oh, by the way, you know, when we first moved here, there was a cat that was in the tree above the door. Oh, yeah. So here I am going to this place, and I'm like, yeah, so the neighbor got mauled, and there might be a lion above the door when I come <laughs> out. I'm like, what kind of hellhole are you, are you am I staying yeah. in? And so, don't put trash outside. No. Whatever you do, do not put any trash so, outside. I don't know if anyone's seen the movie Stand By Me, an old movie where Vern has the gun. So as I walk out of the house every night, I bang the door and I have a flashlight and I have a gun. So I'm like walking out, I'm going, all right, if anything's here, 
I'm going to shoot, shoot you. you. <laughs> yeah. so, so, but you realistically, you, you have to think like that when you walk out because there are things there that like, can kill you. When I'm walking my dog every single day, I have to bring either a pistol or bear spray or something because yeah. we're, we're up there. Like, so you're, you're a little bit safer down there, but like there's still yeah, animals. There, yeah. There's a, actually there's a mom and a cub that live across the street right now that people are like have seen on their trail cams but up by us, we're even further. So then You're that's really when we, there. yeah, we get up a little, like just a little bit of elevation. That's, we have, we had a grizzly at our house a year ago. Uh, got a couple ago. Like I have to worry about that anytime I go out. I've like, it's scary, but it's sort of exciting. <laughs> like there's yeah. a little excitement to it. Like you just always have to be prepared. Yeah. Just, we had a, like I walked Kaya down and it's like just in our yard. And uh, I, you can see the house, but like, there's literally a bear that could be behind these trees over there. So you just always are alert. And now the the, the big dogs you guys have that keeps the lions away, but bears don't. Care. Oh no, they don't. They don't care, care about anything. Not not grizzlies. Now no. since you got the the electric, have they so stayed we, out? So we had electric. Um, the bear. We ended up in. The, I guess it wasn't like on the gate. So we have like this big metal gate. The bear. Cause it was, it looked like a thousand pound bear. Maybe, I don't know how much bears weigh, but it was the biggest bear I've ever seen in my life. Um, had a cub too. I have a video of it. It's, it's crazy to even, cause they put a trap in our yard after it. So this mom and cub, I guess were like going to all like, it actually killed a bunch of my friend's sheep. Um, and then a couple days later it killed like a couple llamas and released, like it was breaking into like barns and stuff. And then it came to our house, like, literally bent our gate in half and then which i guess at some point luckily it bent it and like opened it so it was a like our goats were able to the ones that didn't get mauled uh were able to run away so we have the four of them and, and what what do dogs do when, when the dogs the bears, i don't do know they know better to i don't they know, know what they did okay. i they i don't know if they ran when we weren't home. We were actually in Nashville for the Redcon One gym there mm -hmm. opening, and Drew got the call because I guess it's always I always feel like things happen when we're not there because like our bedroom, our bedroom's right next to the where the goats are, so I, I, our windows open. I can always hear stuff. We have a wall of guns that like okay, if we hear something, if the dogs start going crazy, we grab a gun, we go right out to them, and like yeah, it's just I wish I was there. Like, would it have been different? Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we have a six-foot high fence, fully electric, 10,000 watt, watts of electric. So if they come near, if they touch that part, though, that's obviously will scare them off. It, it will scare. I don't know. I don't. Grizzlies are just like a, they're, they're so big that I don't even know if they would get phased by it. Like, yeah. just the, like the zap, like any other animal that they're like, whoa, what is that? Because, yeah. I mean, 10,000 volts is Pretty much, like it's Watch. not like you, I've I've touched it by accident. It literally, sounds like like a crazy uh, lightning bolt. <laughs> like because it it's generating. Once you touch it, like generates all the electricity like to that point, and it's like <laughs> like it makes a sound. It's like the sound. Hopefully, would be like kind of scary, but cats will jump over it. They can easily jump over that fence, so they're not even going to touch. But, the but the but the cats are smart cats enough are, to the, they see the dogs. Cats are the same size of our dogs. Our dogs are 150 pounds. Like cats are generally like that's there, and there's two of them. And a cat's going to kind of out. It's going to be like okay, there's 
an animal, but then I have to fight these two animals to get that animal. I think they kind of weigh their options out a little bit. They're, not, they're smart. They're, 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 like, they're going to go after a turkey or deer or something. Um, See, that was the other thing. At the, at the house, every morning I'd wake up and I'd go drink coffee but there's so many turkeys in oh, there. Oh, there's like They're 20, everywhere. 20 turkeys. And in you here. always, you know, I'm waiting to see a bobcat come run out or something because that's like, that's like Right lunch. now we have a fox there that's like killing all of them. Every, yeah, there's a really feisty fox going around. Yeah, we used to shoot the fox on the farm because they'd eat all the chickens. Yeah. He's we a, did. The he's chickens would them. disappear. It was just feathers left, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> he's a yeah. cutie. I saw him. He's really cute, but. He, would you take him out? Oh, he's so cute, though. Take him out. Yeah. You have to. And I, underst- I understand. But, I mean, the, I mean, it's nature, I guess. Actually, like, you know what the funniest part of that farm is? Those prairie dogs. Are, oh, I hate th- them. Those, oh, my God. Okay, dude. they need to go away. Cause there I'm, are h- hundreds of them. Hundred, and they create hundreds. the whole... I'm so scared for our the, horse. The horse, yeah. Well, yeah, because you have to... So we fill them all in, and then this... We fill them all in on their side right now. So you, you got to be careful that a horse doesn't like, because if their foot, you know, if they break a leg, there's nothing you can do at, when a horse breaks its leg. So, and I do not want that to happen. So those dogs, if anyone wants to come to my property and just freaking just. You could honestly though, if you had like a, you know, a, you could use a 17 HMR or whatever. Yeah, you just, just, you could sit, sit out there. there you and could just sit like, there ping, all day ping, ping. and you could just take them out. They're, they're, as far as the eye can see, they're everywhere. There, there's hundreds of holes on that other side. So at some point, well, we've tried everything. There's like gases that or like gases that you can bring. Like they're, they're still there. We tried, and then when Evan, we had like two employees that live there. We gave him a gun. We're like, anytime you're bored, there you go. <laughs> it's like, what was that whack a mole? Yeah. <laughs> like where you like hit that thing? All I'm thinking of right now is like Caddyshack. With the gopher. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> there, I'm telling you. There's there, so many. There's times, I mean, from a distance, they're cute. You know, you look at them and you're like, oh, look at those little they're, dogs. They are cute. The mom and dad and they're looking up and you want to be like, like, holy crap. They, they come every- out of their little hole and they're like. <laughs> yeah, but they're <laughs> destroying, they, like they destroy the whole are they field. Are they everywhere or are they in certain certain fields? I don't know. Like, like I know. I've never seen them anywhere else in my life except that property. Yeah, right. And then you'll you'll go down the street and like there you have a field, but like I haven't seen them there. Like why aren't you there? Maybe why someone you, played a joke on you. Yeah, why are you all here? Why don't we? Well, we need to go up there. I have guns that haven't been shot yet. We're taking well, them to Montana. Yeah, just take. I'll just, take one of the little suckers out with the three hundred eight. Yeah, just take it. <laughs> know, I'm an animal lover, but like I don't want you to endanger my my other animal. But that I'm surprised you guys don't go up there and just like rob his guns and stuff. Why don't you go take some out? You know. Just limited time, dude. Yeah, he didn't even yeah, come that, with me to Vegas to hang out. But that's fun. I'm disappointed, though. Rob. We missed you. Yeah, what the heck? Oh yeah. All right, we gotta call Rob out for not coming <laughs> to Vegas. Yeah. So, what the heck? So we need another trip. Then Rob needs to come back. Yeah. And then Rob can sit here. Yes. Perfect. That'll be the, that'll be that'll be round two. And then oh. maybe he'll talk about me like I talked about him. Uh, See if he gets teary eyed. He might. Well, listen, we love we love that you came on. We appreciate you coming over. I know today's been a busy day for you, but, you know, I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point. But uh, we want to wish you the best. I hope uh, things just continue to move forward with you. And, uh, you know, most people, how do they get a hold of you? I mean, through your Instagram, Yeah, Facebook, Instagram's the one I probably DVD concentrate. Daily. Them, but I'm on everything, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, if you're interested in training with me, it's DLB Daily App. 
com, and it will show you kind of I'll link to, I'll link it in yeah. The, the, yeah, come train with me. Make muscles. Could you could you get me swole? Oh yeah. Easily. He can't be helped. <laughs> oh my god. You see us? He tries to bully me, but you know it's funny yeah. if we go train, I'm still stronger than him. Oh no. Well, he's on a thousand MIGs. Oh he always says that. He gets so mad because <laughs> he's on a thousand MIGs. Because you I don't, don't know anything about MIGs, no, but I'm not I'm not he's on he's any not, of this. He's not natty. So. Listen. Because I don't you taste. Cheater. I'm not. A, I'm not a you little cheater. I'm, not, I'm a cheater. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a juice dumpster like him. <laughs> oh my God. He's. You know well, how everyone nat- thinks listen, I'm a juice dumpster. You, you know. So. You know how natty he is. He's as natty as Mike Horn. <laughs> <laughs> don't pick on poor Mike. Oh, that's what we're doing. We're, when we go to Mexico, we're doing a natty retreat with Mike and Dana. Oh, uh, he yes. hasn't. He hasn't ventured on our podcast yet. But so yeah, he's avoiding us. Why? Because Jay's a bully. No. Well, that's okay. Wasn't he supposed to come last Saturday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he put a post away, up. I'm going to be at Fit Club training. Yeah, yeah dude, I didn't, even, I didn't even respond back to him. Oh. He's scared. Don't be scared, Mike. Everything's okay. Oh, I'm going to. I'll come and gonna, hold your hand. We're going to make this video and we're going to post it and tag Mike. Oh. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on. It's for episode 75. Yeah. Appreciate Such you. Such a good number. Thanks for the. Picking a good number. And for you're me. gonna be fit at fifty and she's uh, about to turn forty in yeah, a couple at, weeks. Fit at forty. Yeah, but you're already fit. He's not. Get there. I saw that fat picture of you. It's amazing. It's on Instagram. Did you post it or <laughs> it's live? It's it doing? live. Oh my wow. god, that's amazing. <laughs> wow. Jay, <laughs> Jay wow. gave up. <laughs> this is Jay giving up. <laughs> Wow, we right, have to. We're closing this thing out. Thank you no, so no, much. No, 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 we're showing Thank this. You. Oh, my God. Look at this one right here. Let's see. Let's. This one goes here. That's the one. Oh, man. Look at that right there. Yeah, just take that in. That's not you fake either. That's a real picture. That is a real photo. <laughs> All right, we're done. Bye. <laughs>